and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner. I'm here with Matt Murray. Hello there. And James Farley. Hello. Uh, all right. <laughs> Unfortunately, no John Denson this week. Uh, so we've got a special guest on. We've got um, Sean Bell from Midnight Resistance. Oh, sorry, formerly from Midnight Resistance. <laughs> I forgot that ended. Uh, I forgot it. To, you know, I forgot it was still about. I thought it ended years ago, but there you go. Um, hello, Sean. How are you, you doing? Right. Yeah, good. Good. It's nice to, you know, nice to be a guest. It's a nice feeling. Yeah. Okay, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Um, right. I think I should probably start off uh, by... Now, Sean, if you don't mind me talking about the, the workings of the show, what goes yeah. on behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, James, I've given you a bit of a break recently, right? I've been... Oh, what's happened now? I've been <laughs> relatively all right with you, right? Well, yeah, I guess. Right. Um, no, no, no. So no, it, no. James, you're, you're not like the... Who are moaning at you anymore? It's me. I've taken the heat off you. I've gave, I did you a favour. So yeah, they've so done stupid things, haven't it, Matt? Ah. You know, like you've done. Yeah. Look at look out to the sea, boys. The tides are going to turn because oh, today I now? got a text message saying, "Who's going to do the emails, tweets tonight?" Because we knew Denton oh, wasn't come on. on. And Matt replied, <laughs> "You, mate." And James replied, "I I don't really want to." Short, <laughs> but Matt put, "Let's get Sean to do it." Right, and I put, "I don't want to edit tomorrow night." But there you go. <laughs> it's just. And just James put, sigh. Like, <laughs> James, I'm not being funny, right? So Matt said, look, you do follow up and I'll do the tweets and emails. And James replied, nah, I'd rather do tweets and emails. Like, it's just, who the fuck do you think you are? You're like the lowest member of the team, right? <laughs> I don't understand why you got, oh, I don't want to do that. David, look, after John took this over, yeah, like all everyone's just going about how great John is and all that oh, kind of thing. Oh, but he is brilliant, though. To be fair, he is great. How amazing, how amazing the tweets and emails are and everything. Yeah, and it's like I don't want to go back to that again. It's you know the abuse and everything. It's like I didn't just didn't fancy it. Well, well you know, let's continue with the abuse. What the fuck are you here for if you ain't doing shit like that? I do the news. I I spend a long time cra- handcrafting what news we're going to cover. You know, like, hang you know, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. How long do you spend doing that? I spend at least half an hour preparing these news <laughs> every time. And you crafting know? the news. Like, you, you know, you, I have to, I have to look at all the stories and then I have to think, what kind of reaction am I going to get? You know, like, is David going <laughs> to lose his nut just because I've chosen something that isn't like nailed down absolutely certain happening about something that he likes? <laughs> you know, it's, down it's absolutely quite, certain happening. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, it's, you know, so it's, it's stressful putting the news together, you know, every time. He paints and then himself you're... as like a proper reporter that's going out into the field to gather stories. Instead, he goes to Eurogamer and I use a lot more posts. sources than Sean did. I'm sorry, Sean, but you, I mean, every week you used to just <laughs> go I've like... come back as a guest, right? And look at this. <laughs> look at how I'm being treated. Every week, every week I don't need just... this. Every week it was just like, what's the rundown of Eurogamer stories? I've got real variety here from like a number what of different sources. Polygon and Eurogamer. I've got Polygon, I've got the verge You've i've got, got Eurogamer, and the verge, which are the yeah. same company so that doesn't count i've got Eurogamer. <laughs> just you know i've got Eurogamer, half of these okay. have been tweeted in by the listeners that's what <laughs> makes it worse yeah i'm to do a job talk about him. this james okay <laughs> i'll just copy and paste that into the doc and then say that i've handcrafted the news <laughs> what the fuck? i have to like no, do I, a summary of each one or as you lose it you know it's like it's stressful doing this and then you're like oh, oh you you've got to do the, the tweets and emails again as well knowing full that's well not that what all it i'm going to get the, is abuse it's like that's you know, sort of, I cannot believe we've got a news report that's complaining about doing a summary of the news. Re- yeah, <laughs> the I, news I, I, I imagine James now is at home dressed like Scott Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> Just when James internet. does 
when James does one of his academic papers, the hardest bit, guys, is the bibliography at the end where he it has is. to copy and paste some no, references you, to you, other you, people's no, work. No, okay, you you jest, right? But doing the bibliography <laughs> is a yeah. right nightmare. It's 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 horrible. Like doing that, it's one of the worst James, bits. I can't wait to read your book and find out there's the old like polygon link in there. <laughs> oh, God. Every page, it's just a link. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> coming in, uh, Matt. Let's get on with the feedback. So, um, uh, on last week's episode, uh, we had an email from Robert Castle who emailed in um, to say that he knew exactly where James was at that moment, knew where he worked, knew where he <laughs> lived, and the secret was going to kill the him. Secret, yeah, he's going to kill him uh, in his sleep. The, the secret being that he, you know, James lives in Canterbury. Everyone knows that now, Sean. James cool. lives in Canterbury. Finally, Robert I Castle, can start. Robert Castle response. Um, sorry, <laughs> I did not mean for my email to be creepy. After hearing it read out, I realised no matter how I phrased it, it was going to sound creepy. I should have stayed quiet, but I do disagree. That wanting to look at James's research is weird. It is no different than wanting to read a review that one of you has written or listen to the podcast. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Okay, but also, he could do that because I have written reviews. I know no one reads them, but you you know there are reviews he could look at instead. But go on. Yeah. <laughs> so, Spong.com, Robert, if you're into that. I also don't doubt James's <laughs> academic credentials. I know that different researchers, fields, and universities have different publishing criteria. I was genuinely interested in his research. Well, what, where is this voice going? I don't know. Good luck with the book, James. Uh, sorry, creeping out. Uh, yeah, I'm just messing you, Robert. Uh, but it's uh, <laughs> good to have a response. Um, I felt sorry for Robert after reading that email yeah. because um, two reasons. The first being, like, when he wrote that original email, he, he obviously didn't think this sounds creepy at all. And then all of a sudden to hear us read it out like we did last week, he must have thought, oh my God, that it does sound bad. right? And then to follow it up with exactly the same problem. Because <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just increasing the creep and you don't mean it. We know that. And we're only having a laugh yeah, and a joke or whatever. But come on, mate. Around. What, uh, what I, I, what I like. the police. Yeah. What I like. Is that, it's okay. So we know, we know James didn't want people knowing about where he lives and stuff right and when he mentioned like the game reviews you sort of mentioned it as if they're there to like deflect people like <laughs> you, like obviously your proper work is the academic stuff but like the games reviews are just there as like chaff in case people start googling you and like oh yeah it's just this lad who writes games reviews so no one actually finds your yeah, real yeah, work hoping <laughs> the game reviews like pushes other stuff down exactly <laughs> have you put spong on your linkedin yet james no I uh, no, but it's <laughs> polygon. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for email, uh, Robert Castle. James Hughes um, emails in. Just wanted to give him a bit of feedback regarding listener questions section. I noticed a few times uh, here and then a question comes up that none of you guys seem to have an answer to, uh, leading for someone to say, oh, I don't know or can't think of anything for that. Just wondered if you guys maybe could have everyone do a quick skim of the questions <laughs> in advance so you can think of some good answers. I think that's how they do it on the Crate and Crowbar podcast. <laughs> right, fuck the Crate and Crowbar to start with. Don't come at us with that shit. Oh, they do that in Crate and Crowbar. Don't give a fuck about Crate and Crowbar, mate. I've never listened well, to it. I've, I've never listened to it. Apparently it's very good. Yeah, everyone says it's great. Well, fuck those guys, right? You listen to the computer game show. Fuck them. Fuck them, right? And fuck the Oscars. Um, also... Uh, uh, yeah, I know. I, I kind of agree. There's part of me that thinks we should read up on them first. Yeah. Um, and part of me thinks actually it's quite good to get 
sort of knee-jerk reactions to questions. So I'm kind of torn on that. But um, maybe we should experiment with um, like doing a little bit of reading up first. I think some people are worse than others. I think I usually come out with an answer. It's not always a good one, but I do get there. Well, John, yeah, like, isn't this also, David, because you just don't... I mean, you never bother reading the doc anyway. I mean, I, I had, no, to, look, I had again, to send you because, like the news stories by like private message to make sure you've seen what they are, because you don't post. bother again, reading the because doc. Because I like... I like uh, like reacting to things. Like I think I work better when I'm reacting to it live. I mean, I'm happy to read better, but I don't think it'd be as good. I genuinely don't. I think it's better when I react live. James, on the other hand, just goes quiet for half an hour at the end. That's what he does. <laughs> That's how he deals with that situation. At least I'm trying. I'm putting the effort in that in that regard. What like- what happened to- <laughs> two weeks ago? Right. James just went completely silent for the last half an hour. Did of the show, even the goodbye bit, and at the end of it, you went. Yeah, goodbye. Like, to us, on the off-air chat. So what happened to you, like, two weeks ago? I don't want to talk about it, because it's embarrassing. What's embarrassing? Did you shit yourself? No, because you know I've got, like, <laughs> sleep issues, and it's like, you know, it's... Did you fall asleep? I didn't fall asleep, no. But by that time, I'm pretty wasted, so it's, you know, it's a bit difficult. You're wasted? So you and John are both first asleep on the podcast. It's just me and you now, Dave. It's the listeners that should be falling asleep on this podcast. I'm sure they are. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the presenters. Not the hosts. Um, yeah, uh, James Hughes, yeah, that, that is a good point. I mean, maybe maybe we should, but also time in it. Um, on to some tweet feedback. Adam Way, just finished last week's episode, and for the love of God, Matt Murray, please stop talking over the others, or maybe it's a, in inverted commas, timing issue. He's got a point. Yeah, well, I mean, do talk... Up- well, you've just done it again. <laughs> you do talk <laughs> no, but... over people quite a bit. It's just one of those things when no. you record over the internet, though, isn't it? Because exactly. you can't see when people are about to speak. No, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's impossible to, to, say, to yeah. see, so you just keep talking yeah. and hoping the other person stops talking. Yep. I mean, um, you're right, but there's only one person who gets singled out here, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we'd all be having that uh, criticism point. directed yeah. at us. Point. Anyway, um, no, I know I'll, exactly what it is. Matt gets so excited. If he's got like a joke or something to say in his head, he gets so excited. And um, I don't think I should talk about it. You you don't care, do you? No. You're not going to get all bashful. When I edit your side of the podcast, Matt, you know I have to put a pretty good noise gate on it. Because when we're talking, a lot of the time you're going... Yeah. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. (laughs) See, I thought I was really bad for that. But am am I not as bad as Matt then? No. Okay. No, you, no, you're, no, 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 no. I do it constantly. Can I? Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, it's never annoyed me. Like, if it hadn't annoyed me, I would have said that by now, and you know that, right? It's never annoyed me, so I'm not that worried about it. But then if people listening are enjoying it, maybe you should just take a take a little break. Take a James Farley catnap <laughs> during the podcast, <laughs> and we can all... Uh, we can all or during the entire you know. podcast. Yeah, sometimes. Okay, why not? <laughs> <laughs> See you guys next week. Um, Adam Capone, if John Denders is a proper member of the Computer Game Pod, does that mean he can now step in for Matt to miss this year's E3 so Matt can watch the inevitable Last of Us 2 blowout? I mean, no. I think it's a great idea, Adam. Um, happy Surely to John do that. needs to pay attention for actual paid work, though. <laughs> Good point. Well, <laughs> my, my point is this. Um, one, he won't do that. He just won't. Yeah. You could say, oh, yeah, go on, John, you do it this year. And he'll go, no, and then that's that. Right. <laughs> And two, no, Matt's not getting off of it this year. He's not getting away with this. He's definitely doing it this year. Sean, next year. Yep. We've got we've got a plan. We've got a plan. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> G- James Swift Day. 
Um, so last week, um, I mentioned, oh, that Nintendo put a list out of the top downloaded games and, um, Mario Zelda wasn't on it and Stardew Valley was number one. Uh, James came up with some feedback. Matt was technically incorrect about Stardew being the number one downloaded Switch game. News reports failed to mention that the list was only for download only games, hence no Zelda, Odyssey, etc. It was for Western regions only. Well, it's good to have ah. some clarification, but. So that, that okay, makes a lot more sense. They published the, the Japanese list as well, right? Did they? I'm yeah. not sure. Well, anyway, I, I when I read that reply, I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? But then just hearing it now, yeah, that makes total sense. So it's that they, they were saying these were the get most downloaded games out of the download-only games, yeah, the yeah, ones that yeah. weren't available in the shops. Right, right okay. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Wow, made a dick of yourself there, Matt. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Uh, Joe Burns. It's still an interesting list, though. Just the fact oh, yeah. that Stardew beat oh, fucking Minecraft. Oh, it's fantastic Minecraft. list. Yeah, but but Matt's main thing last week was yeah. going oh, interesting. No Zelda or Mario. Yeah, or no, Mario. I, I, oh, I okay. was confused even seeing this. Like, how can this possibly be that there's no Mario or Zelda? But anyway, but then you got all arsey <laughs> when I said that doesn't sound right. But I was. Okay, next bit of feedback. Joe Berman. Greetings <laughs> uh, to JCFR, I live on Down the Hill. I've been listening to Computer Game Pod and Joy Pod from the start, and I never knew I lived so close to the real main one. That's uh, another another one of your Canterbury buddies, James. You seem to really relish saying the word at the moment, Matt. Is it because you don't like, feel liberated that you can like, yeah, exactly. say it? Because all the years have not been able to say it. Yeah, and it is a sad know, word to say, isn't You it? have been able to say it. It's just that David has to bleep it out. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but you said that you don't really care. It was only a joke. But now you seem to be a little bit worried by how many times we're saying Canterbury, James. Yeah. Especially when I start reading out the, the <laughs> postcode. Um, and the last bit of feedback, yeah. I guess, is but I, some of you may have seen that I posted a picture on our Instagram of me with the Mario cereal. Because, um, you know, yeah. it looked like a, I thought it'd be a nice photo opportunity. Got some feedback about that. Um, uh, first from Matt Charlesworth, actually. just the word prick, wasn't uh, it? <laughs> a couple, couple will say that. Uh, Matt Charlesworth, uh, inverted normals on Twitter, who actually sent, sent the, uh, sent the seal. So thank you once again, Matt. So happy to see it's brought a smile to the little lad's face. Uh, Adam Turner, I bet it would have made Harry's year waking up one morning and seeing Mario's cereal sitting on the table. Yep. James Swift. Yep. I mean, we haven't done it. We, we don't do that. We're not in an American sitcom, but <laughs> yeah. we just get it out of the cupboard and pour it into a bowl, but fine. Boy. Yeah, uh, James Swift Day, dick move. That, that's it. Um, I mean, uh, Brad Davis, I love the thought of you getting your other half to take his photo. Jill, can you take a photo of me in a Mario cereal? Te- Actually, she was out. I had to do it on my own. It took about an hour. I was sweating like a pig. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't be playing games. So I was like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll do 50 million poses <clears throat> with the cereal like an idiot. Um, I, I want to hear. Knowing Matt Murray, he'll probably be a quarter of the bowl. He'll eat a quarter of the bowl of the cereal. Decide he hasn't got time to eat the rest and eBay the rest. Uh, that, that was, was good. That was James Farley. <laughs> <laughs> so, Come on, James. Thank Come you on, for that James. one. Anyway, um, happy to report, I've sent the cereal away now to other people who mean? deserve it more. Who you and you and James have got it? Oh, look at you, Matt. Trying to trying look to redeem you. yourself, but I will take yeah. it. So nice. <laughs> you, you two will receive that cereal tomorrow. Do you know the beautiful thing is that Matt is thinking that he's doing something really nice for me. I bet you're thinking that, right? What? It's more for Harry and and for yeah, that's it. It's for Harry. That's the thing. It's it's, it's not about me. I don't, I'm not going to try it. I'm not going to. Oh yeah, you, I, I mean, I I desperately wanted to try. It. You've got to try, it, Dave. You won't notice where a little no, bowl missing no in the middle of the night. Try that. I don't Why? eat cereal anyway. But oh, but what's wrong with you? But, <laughs> well, I just—I don't know. I've never really been into. So I'm not. Oh, a fan you know, of I, uh, I, 
I do eat cereal every morning, but it is it is shit. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just like whoa, pure whoa, sugar. Whoa. It's just country pure sugar. Crisp. Hello, come on. And I'm just like, oh, it's half ten and I'm hungry. Well done, cereal. Well done, me. Exactly. <laughs> it's like a half ten in the morning cereal, half ten at night cereal. It's like it's a perfect, <laughs> it's a perfect snack. <laughs> Fuck, I love cereal. I, I love cereal. And I didn't even <laughs> eat the special Mario cereal. So, anyway, James, <laughs> Dave, there's a three enjoy and that. a what? A four? You wrote is that Asher four, five? James, I was falling asleep again. Sorry, you cut out. James, are you asleep? No, sorry, you cut, cut out. out. Bollocks. Oh, whatever. Absolute oh, okay. bollocks. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, is Asher four, five? Uh, he's four. How old is he? So, this is what I'm talking about. This is not the, uh, He's a four year old. Do you know what I mean? I can't even remember the original no, point. Where's where this going? <laughs> Brilliant. Yes, I can't James, remember. your son is the age he is. Yeah, fuck sake, 18. James. <laughs> no, there was something about, like, you were saying, I don't know. So fuck it, sugar I'll count? Anyway, last bit of feedback. Possibly no. the saddest bit of. What? What's that? What? Go on. Possibly the saddest bit of feedback we've ever had. Uh, lit- it's just from Darren Gargett. Literally ironing clothes, not inside out, and use the iron spray feature using the tweet section. Uh, so during the tweet section, thanks for the advice, David Turners. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not going to hate you on that. For, for starters, he was showing jeans, and jeans, it's not so much of an issue to uh, to iron it inside out. Um, I was more, I was giving him, I gave him some props for his ironing board. You always need a lot of padding on there, otherwise you get that little grill shape ironed into your clothes. That's never good. Um, yeah, no, no, I, I, I'm not, I'm not hating on how you iron, but uh, just a couple of tips to help you along your way there, Darren. I hope you enjoyed the iron chat. Okay. Yes. Um, that's Good. it. Very much it for feedback. Uh, ending, ending on a blinder there. Uh, if you want to tweet us, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter, or you can email your feedback to thecomputergameshow at gmail dot com. Uh, James is going to earn his crust now. Let's hear the hand picked. What was it? Handcrafted. Yeah, it's hand been curated. Yeah, it's been curated. Yeah. So anyway, the first thing we've got is Xbox Game Pass, uh, which is going to include Xbox exclusives on the day they launch. And this is. Really good, isn't it? This is well, actually makes it worth well, I think. This this is gonna begin with Sea of Thieves in March and then all future games are gonna be like released. It's not like a time promotion, it's just gonna apparently continue like this. All future uh, Microsoft um is it Microsoft Studio games or what Well, well this is the only thing that's weirding me out. Regardless, it's brilliant. The the three games they've mentioned that are definitely coming game one to uh the Xbox Game Pass yeah. is Sea of Thieves, Crackdown and um Oh, what was the other one? State uh, of Decay 2. Uh, oh, the, yeah, the yeah. the zombie thing. Yeah, uh, State of Decay 2. Yeah, sorry, you did say that. You were just a bit quiet then, Sean, I missed it. Um, that's State yeah. of Decay 2. Okay, that's we've one. got Cheers, that. Cheers, mate. <laughs> uh, does it include Forza? Yeah, I'd imagine it would. I mean, no, it says here, moving forward. Well, they haven't so, announced it. So if you, I, I, if you yeah, get an Xbox and this, you don't need any games then, do yeah, you? Yeah, see, this... <laughs> This is why, right? You see, on the surface, this sounds brilliant. Like, it sounds really good. Oh, James, no, 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 no. can you it's, turn this negative? No, can, you, no, can you just listen, right? Because there's been, there was GamesIndustry.biz did a really interesting, like, article on this. That's another and, website James goes on yeah, to get the news. It is, because it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a quality one, uh, generally. Uh, but, because one, one of the, <laughs> one the same of the company as your game, about, by the way, it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on, go on. So, what they talk about is that actually, like, Particularly for independent retailers, this isn't a great thing, actually, because it's going to potentially destroy like the second-hand market like, long-term. And, they, I mean, they talked to like this Australian game company who said they're not going to stock Xbox products anymore because they don't feel there's any incentive to do so now because of Game Pass. 
Because if, if the company is just selling an Xbox and they're like, okay, well, you can just go and get all your games like through digital download, why, you know, this shop doesn't need to exist anymore. And although, obviously, you can argue that, yeah, well, you know, digital is the way things are going, it still means that, especially like, I mean, shops like Game, you know, who really cares, but the independent ones, it's kind of a shame <laughs> that they're going to, they may disappear. But, I mean, the other thing that I thought about with this that I thought maybe is a potential downside, is that this is going to really funnel people towards these like exclusive games, which obviously this is really good for Microsoft. But what? It's, what do you mean? Well, no, it's because, okay, if you've got, like, games come out every month and they're, like, exclusive ones that came on the Game Pass, right? People, yeah. People have paid for that. They're more likely to play those those things, which means that their attention will be diverted away from other stuff, like particularly like indie games and other releases that aren't affiliated with Microsoft. It's the same kind of thing that happened that, with... No, no, I, can you just... Can you let me finish, right? I'm not right? on board no, with no, that. No, That's just, no, no, bollocks, can you just shut up and just let me finish, right? It's a bit... <laughs> it's a little bit similar to what happened with, with PlayStation Plus. You know, it's like, if you got your game on PlayStation Plus... It was, you know, it'll do, you know, you get like a load of money, does really well, everything. But then a load of other stuff doesn't get on that and it doesn't get recognized. It doesn't get noticed. It's like, this is really just going to push people towards like Microsoft's exclusive stuff, which obviously for what Microsoft games, is what good. Games, what games didn't get noticed because they weren't on PS Plus? They, what, I, like, have you got an example of that? Well, I can't, well, exactly. I remember any indie developers could like, you know, write in or whatever and say, you know, how they feel about this. Because, I mean, I remember when we were talking to, um, you know, Andy about this, you know, he was saying that this is one of the sort of the double-edged sort of side of, of these promotions and stuff is that some get noticed and other stuff doesn't. And it's kind of, you know, maybe not so fair. I'm not saying that this is definitely going to happen, but there are potential negatives to this. I mean, I mean, the other side is, doesn't this also devalue games in general as well? You know, by having it, by saying like, you know, this is like a tenner, all games on this service are worth are worth this. Do you, do you see what I mean? Well, yes and no, because if you're comparing it to the second-hand market, which devalues games anyway, yep. you, know, the, you know, you go in there, they're £5 or whatever. I, th- I don't think it's the same. Like, when we were talking about that with Andrew, it was more compared to Nintendo, mm-hmm. who actively do not do this stuff. And when you go and buy games second-hand from, for their consoles, they're like 30, 40 quid. It's ridiculous, yeah? Um, but, well, you know, with... Microsoft uh, games, Sony games, you know, uh, Ubisoft, Activision, stuff like that. The price does come down pretty quickly anyway. So I think, if anything, this is going to inject more... Like, I was thinking, you look at some of the games that dropped to 20 quid within a month last year. It was insane. It was insane. In fact, over the past couple of years, a lot of games just fucking tumbled into the twenty pound mark. But isn't that isn't that because they all get released at about the same time, and there can only be one winner or whatever with that? Possibly. I mean, I don't know enough about you know in terms of uh, trends and stuff when it comes to purchasing games and that. Uh, I don't know the business side of it. All I know is that if you're arguing that this is devaluing games, I would argue back that, no, games are devaluing themselves pretty quickly, regardless <clears throat> if they're if they're on a download uh, system or download uh, program or not. I, I can't get on board with the fact that just because a game's come out on, say, Xbox Game Pass, other games are g- not going to get attention. I don't don't fully agree with that. No, I don't I'm not 100%. I mean, no, like, I we, we, the the PSN, the PlayStation Plus problem we've sort of had is actually that it's less about di- it's that's less about diverting attention away from games that are on it versus not on it. It's more that oh, I sort of fancy a game, but I'm just actually going to wait a few months because it will probably go on PlayStation Plus. So I think that that's arguably the, the bigger risk about then, these things. Yeah, well, then isn't that the same problem with this as well? It's like I'm not going to bother that because it's not on Game Pass. Well, 
No, but, but, but because these are like the the large exclusives, I, I think I think it's different from. They're not though, are they? I mean, you well, look at the Game Pass, the games that they've got on there. They're not mostly exclusive. There's no, all no, sorts. No, but I'm talking about like particularly these 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 uh, this new initiative and these three that we announced: Crackdown, Sea of Thieves, and State of Decay. Like, I, I, I'm not saying I'll, I'll I'll just wait a few months and it'll be a. Uh, on a, on a, on a different service. I, I think I think it's good. I think it's amazing. I think it's really. I mean, for like, was it like ten a month or whatever it is for this? It's a ten a month. Yeah. The, this I mean, suddenly makes me think maybe this is a good buy. Really. I thought it was eight pound a month. Was it seven ninety nine a month? Oh, I'm not it's sure. Ten dollars, but it might. Yeah, so it might be less. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's eight pound a month, yeah. which is just. I I think you know it's the price of Netflix, yeah. and I'd get a lot more entertainment out of that Game Pass, especially with these new games coming to it. Um, like Sea of Thieves, I was thinking. I mean, my opinions have changed uh, dramatically since this news come out. But initially, I was thinking, well, actually, paying eight pounds to play that for a month and deciding whether it's worth continuing with—that's that does not sound bad to me at all. That sounds very yeah. Good. I, mean, I found to do all those games: Sea of Thieves, Crackdown, and State of Decay. And that's arguably about one hundred and twenty quid's worth of games, and you'll pay way less than that if you did the monthly thing. Mm. I'm. I think it's a. I think it's a ballsy move. Um, I'm. I'm. If you'd have told me last week that this was going to happen, I wouldn't have believed you. Um, but I think it's, as a consu- from a consumer point of view, it's fantastic. I think it's a mm-hmm. great thing to do. And it's another... I mean, Microsoft have been on this boat of uh, allowing people to subscribe to a game service uh, more than Sony have for a while now. Um, Sony, have, I think the only service on there is still PS Plus. There's no EA access. There's no... no. Um, you know, you can't access their games in this way. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be a game changer, but it's certainly more appealing. Definitely. And as I said, like, there's certain types of people that come up to me and say, what console should I get? I mean, it would be hard to say, you know, because you know that they ain't buying the latest games that come out and all the third-party games. But if you say, look, you get an Xbox One and pay £8 a month, you'll get all these games for free. The uh, only and then thing... I don't think people access, are, yeah, but who, who is this for? The only, the only downside to this at the moment is that you need Xbox Live Gold to have this Game Pass, right? Mm. See, I'm I'm just wondering who, need to drop who this is for, though, as well, because like, I think that telling, saying to somebody that they've got to pay £8 a month is a bit... like People that are not really like massively into games, I think that's quite a hard sell. When they can, I, I don't know. I don't I think it's because no, it is because it's like if you've already got like stuff like you've already got Netflix, like the number of the stuff that you're paying for every month, like on subscription, like increases and increases. There's more and more stuff all the time. It's like if if somebody can go into like game or whatever, and they can pick up like a second hand copy of a game for like a one off price or whatever. I think people are more likely to do that than they are to I spend. Actually the opposite. That, to be I like think people are now yeah, sort of a month with like, oh, might be, oh, I'll pay Eric with Netflix. Oh, I can play like hundreds of games for inverted commas for free, just for eight quid a month. I'll do that, and then they'll do that. They'll forget about it, and just but like I people think, forget about the gym memberships and is, stuff. I just think that games, like in a way, are, I just think they're different to to like film and TV. Like you can you can watch like a lot of TV. You can watch like a lot of movies over a month. How many games can you complete over a month? Yeah, but no, that's bollocks, because how much game time do you put in over a month? Well, it depends, doesn't it? But you can still... Think, and especially especially with parents as well. On, on, on it, genuinely, with parents as well, you look at them, they don't go and hunt around for the cheapest game they can buy. Their kid tells them what game they want to buy. They go into game and see it's 60 quid. 
and you go, what the fuck? But when you turn around and go, or, you know, if you get an Xbox One X, you pay £8 a month, there's 150 games, and every new Microsoft game is coming out for this console. The big one's going to be Forza. When they turn around and say, yeah, Forza's coming to this subscription service, £8 a month rather than paying 50, 60 quid in a, in a shop, like, that just sounds way more appealing yeah, if I was to a parent, I'll definitely do this. Like, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll pay you a quid a month, and then they go, <laughs> like, she does a freak, you know, again. Yeah, did, uh, James, do you think things like Spotify and Netflix also seriously uh, devalue uh, music and, and TV and film and whatnot? Well, well they, 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 and they do, yeah. Undoubtedly has for music, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But in my mind, that feels like, that feels like the new value, like, I, I don't know, but, like, that, Music now feels like it's a ten a month, and I, and I get all of it right, versus a eight or nine quid an album I used to pay. So Problem it, is though, the, like essentially, you're making his point for him. Yeah, that is devalued it. It's devalued. Music to me now is ten pound, and I get everything. Like this is the new <laughs> value, whatever you know. I think what what worries me <laughs> is that Spotify, like you know. It's well known that artists get fuck all for being on there. It's just this, it sort of pays dividends with regards to like finding new audiences and then you can generally tour in more places and stuff like that. So it sort of works out, but it's still pretty sketchy. Netflix is supposedly hemorrhaging money on a daily yeah, basis. Yeah, yeah, loads of definitely. Um, so, how, yeah, like how is that going to well, work out? Oh, that's, that's the game, worry, isn't it? That's the worry with the game. Yeah, they can, mate. The show. talks. <laughs> that's um that's that's the thing that's worrying me like yeah. that's the main concern it's it's uh, these a developer like rare they're now going from thinking we'll have an influx of cash with people spending 40 to 50 quid mm. um on our game to now it being part of the subscription service with loads of other games how much of a cut do they get of that but it, yeah. i mean it also reduces like the price of any yeah of like any like of these exclusive games to basically 10 quid because even if I'm not going to subscribe to this long term and I just want to play Sea of Thieves I ain't going to buy the box copy for like 40 or 50 pounds am I I'm just going to try this for a month you know and uh, yeah. you know, it's, it yeah, just yeah. means it's 10 pounds yeah instead. it'd be it, it'd be interesting it'd be but I'm really interested to see how this works out yeah um and uh but I'm as as I've said taking the business side out side out of things um as a consumer it's fucking blinding well yeah because every like say every other sort of similar thing ps plus EXS, whatever like yeah you get some games out of it but you never you're never expecting actual new shit i know the way EXS does like you you get 10 hours of a new game and then you can buy it for a slight discount that's smart but you you always accept that you're not really going to get anything anything like you know, any sort of mate, like heavy hitters on there immediately as they come out, because that doesn't make any sense from the company's point of view, because they're just going to eat into their own sales of it. But this is, I think, yeah, this is just another cool example of Microsoft, obviously just being like, look, well, we'll just fucking take it on the chin for a bit, bit of <laughs> look, goodwill. We like, fucked it. Yeah. We need to think of something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's just do everything. But, and, and, you know, Free as a Xbox consumer. Xbox One X, everyone. <laughs> also, I mean, this, this is also realizing what they wanted to do right from the beginning as well. You know, like with with the yeah. original like Xbox One. You know, the the which idea just was goes this. to show how poorly they messaged. Yeah, like they, yeah. the you, you, when you look at what they were saying back then and bring it in, like take the core ideas from it. They're not actually that bad, and they're quite forward thinking. But the way they explained that system 
to the consumer and to us, it was f- fucking insane. They made it sound absolutely atrocious. Well, that's just it, yeah. Because at the t- you know, yeah, like obviously at the time, it's like, oh, yeah, if you're offline for 24 hours, you'll lose access to your, your games, and everyone's like going absolutely nuts. And you know, we all did. And yet now it's like, hey guys, there's this subscription service where you have to pay and you get all these free games. Isn't that amazing? Like that, you know, if you're offline, you probably lose access to your stuff. That might well still apply to this, but no one would bat an eyelid because it's an online service. So whatever, who cares? Like you just sort of accept that that's a potential consequence. Here's a question. If that E3, Don Matrick walked out and there was no connect involved with the Xbox One Mm. and they had the subscription service from day one... Do you think? Do you think it would have done better than um, the PS4? It's hard to say because, like I say, sort of looking back at the criticisms we had of the Xbox One back then, it was like they obviously just wanted it to be primarily digital, and maybe we just yeah. weren't ready for that. Yeah, I mean, we said at the time when we when we were chatting about it, we said if you remove the disc drive from yeah. the Xbox One, and everything they're saying would make more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was the fact that the they- worst bits of digital distribution applied to your disc-based stuff, wasn't it? That was what really... Yeah. It was me. also, at that stage, things weren't, you know, like with, with um, like broadband and everything, it wasn't quite... Uh, you know, like fiber wasn't like quite as widespread as it is now either. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I, also, I think retailers at that time probably would have kicked off even more um, because I think they relied on them a bit more than they do now. Yeah, because it was. I'm surprised that they've... I, I'm not surprised. I guess I'm not in touch with the mass market... Um, but I, part of me just thinks one of them needs to turn around and tell, tell retailers to fuck off, which is no good because it's shit for the economy and it's shit for, you know, people's jobs and stuff. But at the same time, you're just like fucking Well, it's been interesting stifling. to me, like, so obviously the Switch is doing really well. And yet in every shop I've been, it's only occupying the space that the Wii U had, i.e. fuck all. Like, it's not like they've gone, oh, well, shit. We better make a big switch section now. That just hasn't happened, as far as I've seen. I was thinking that, but at the same time, it's still not sold as many as the Wii U has worldwide yet, has it? Yeah, yeah, I guess not yet. So it's no, kind but of, but like it's, it's selling much more quickly. So to me, that's it is totally yeah. But at the same time, the player, like the the uh, install base, is still not as high as the other consoles. So yeah. I kind of get it. It is in Spain. Been... It outsold the. It's outsold the Xbox One in Spain now. There's more switches there, which is odd. <laughs> that, that's yeah. class. But like, the, the I mean, I just think that maybe they've been burnt by Nintendo before. Maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah, well, but then, but even so, noticed. it's still interesting that the Switch is doing as well as it is, despite lack of you know bricks and mortar retail oh, support. God, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean that console is 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 doing so well, yeah. and uh, and uh, you maybe know, understandably so. Maybe it is also because maybe just download is a lot bigger on Switch, you know. Because and that, yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. It's like there's all these things perhaps conspiring to everyone to, you know, towards everyone realizing that maybe bricks and mortar retail is not that I mean, big a deal the, anymore. The number one download game was Stardew Valley, you know, which is yeah. a <laughs> exactly. Well, it's one of the only games that fit on a fucking system, isn't it? <laughs> hey! Right. Next question. Okay, so the next story got is uh, Mitomo is shutting oh, down. Next, next <laughs> story. Last Sorry. one now, James. Last one. We're still in the first bit. <laughs> You'd say choose one, choose one. It's like... <laughs> so Mitomo is shutting down in May. Um, it's going to end on the 9th of May. Uh, it's apparently been running for two years. Uh, after this, you apparently already now you can't buy anything with the in-game currency. Oh and, man. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I mean, everybody moved off this pretty quickly after it started. Yeah, it was mm. about a week when it. Yeah, yeah. it was a very fun week. Long. But yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's all right. I mean, I never really got into it. Yeah, yeah the uh, amount of first time I, I played that mini game chips is ridiculous. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because at the time, I mean, it'd be interesting to go back and hear what we were saying back then. Because I like, I know there was sort of murmurs of like, oh, you know, maybe this is going to be like Nintendo's like online, like or mobile platform, like, and they're going to start mm-hmm. doing other things that branch off it. It's like, nah, it's just a bit of a laugh, and then they killed it. Well, yeah, I think I mean- the main the main feeling I don't I, can't, I don't know if we said this, but I think the main feeling we got from it when when it first launched was this is Nintendo trying stuff out yeah. rather than this is Nintendo's next big thing. Yeah. Um, and it certainly felt like that when when it first came out. It felt like more of an experiment than it did uh, mm. their future. So um, yeah, I'm not surprised that they're closing it down now. Yeah, I- I'd love th- what I would love to know though is that you know the day before they announced that. How many people logged on and active on it? Like, <laughs> I'd love to know that number. Yeah. It's not going to be a lot of lawbreakers. <laughs> All right, Matt. What is your problem with lawbreakers? You probably got in for that. <laughs> it's because John's Uh-oh. not here. So he's yeah. like, you know, he's yeah, all right. He can, he's now. giving it all the big one, yeah. Uh, you're a prick, John. Next, next, uh, <laughs> next news story. Fucking hell, James, Matt's getting knocked the fuck out. There's going to be loads of people around you with mobile phones going off, guys shouting, World Star! <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. Oh, I love, love World on. Star. Okay, so the next story is uh, Facebook. They've got this new game streaming service, and uh, it's part is, is of that, Facebook. Is that the title of the news story? Well, no, it's... No, okay, it's Facebook's new game streaming service, was the it was the one I, one I handcrafted. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so this is a new part of Facebook Live, and they've done a deal with Germany's ESL, like for this esports tournament. So all the streams from ESL are going to be exclusively on Facebook. But the the big deal with this, according to The Verge, is that it's because Facebook can like cross post everything, you know, so all the streams can be like distributed across different pages. So there'll be a lot more sort of visibility of um of what's going on, and mm. also there's a possibility of streams being supported in VR, um, because of you know the Oculus mm. connection and all that kind of thing. Um, and apparently there's been no technical issues either, but I mean, Matt, you're big into the streaming. Do you think anyone's going to care about this or is it still just going to be Twitch? Um, I I don't think it will. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's going to take, you know, a a bit longer than a a few announcements to make people switch, but they've obviously got the infrastructure that is going to arguably, uh, support more things, um, uh, than Twitch, no doubt. But, uh, I'll be fascinated to see where it goes. Like, if, if we're still doing it in a year's time or what they're doing. I mean, I'm sure we said like, uh, like ages ago, like, why aren't Facebook doing this? I'm sure, didn't they, didn't they do like one? I'm sure with Facebook Live, they said, okay, they're going to be doing some game streaming. We can, you know, it, it just made sense that they would do this. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised they've announced it and I'm, I'm certainly interested to see what happens. Because uh, I think right now you can, you can stream from OBS to Facebook Live on a, brand page i think okay. um because i have seen some i've seen some like websites do it but uh yeah but it's interesting obviously youtube gaming announced well youtube announced uh, youtube gaming and then you can stream for youtube and at one point loads of people were doing that but it does feel like everyone now is just streaming on twitch um twitch feels like it's yeah twitch twitch is one again regained it? It. And so, it's it's like, interesting the problem the problem i have with the facebook uh gaming stuff is that you know there's my family on there and stuff. So <laughs> getting involved with that sort of shit, it's like, it's not that I'm embarrassed. It's just that I don't want to bother them with, with my nerd shit. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't need to see any of that. 
Yeah, I think, I I think it's, it's, it's fascinating. And uh, yeah, it, it, in two years' time, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see where it is. But um, right now, it's just an announcement and we'll see where, see where it goes. Microsoft are trying to make Mixer more relevant by adding like those um, like tips and all that kind of thing like you yeah. get on Twitch. But yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not surprised. Mixer's doing well, though, isn't it? Is it? I mean, I'm seeing it reported about quite a bit. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I mean, in, in news stories about streaming events and stuff like that, and I've seen Mixer being spoken about. So. I'm just going anecdotal. I, I assumed it was doing okay. No, is that not the case? It's, it's hard to say. I mean, obviously, some people, some people really massively bang on about it. Others, others don't mention it. I mean, every time I've tried to have a watch one, say like uh, a live streamed E3 thing, it hasn't worked. If I've tried to watch some stuff on the Xbox dashboard, it, it's been fine. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's impossible to say really. I mean, they've got some great features, particularly one where you can like four of you can stream together on the same stream channel, uh, which I think is really cool. It'd be great if Twitch did that. So Mixer has got some good stuff, but um, it's impossible to say how big it is, really. Okay. Okay. Next story. Um, this is actually going back to the whole retail thing. Game has doubled the amount needed to spend for reward points uh, <laughs> that you need, which is quite funny. Uh, so they've made the changes for the loyalty st- uh, scheme. So now you have to spend twice as much to earn the same number of points. So the reference point for this is that you have to spend £100 before getting £1 off now. Fucking hell. Brilliant. So <laughs> you, but buy an Xbox One X and you'll get 450 off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's, uh, and also, I mean, this also applies to their £36 you know, elite loyalty card thing as well. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't see what the point of game is at this stage, apart from... They can say... Straight to the point. They can be trading in copies of FIFA. Yeah. Surely, yeah. like I mean, like the, the you know, the... how many years have we been saying that, Sean? No, but it's like that. I think they're due their sort of mid-generation dip again, aren't they? But then I suppose the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X might have helped with that a bit. But, you know, it's always the Switch like, as well. Well, yeah, and the Switch, yeah. Because um, usually it's like you know, halfway through each generation they start. Well, they they yeah, usually signs start coming out. Yeah. They usually rally round around Christmas, don't they? Obviously, because they get a bit yeah. of a bump, and then yeah. it's like hits about sort of July, and you're like you're getting the news stories again about yeah. the share price, <laughs> and they're selling off all their stock again, and you know the whole thing. Yeah. So. Their retail year is like my monthly bank balance, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, I don't think I'm going to survive yeah. any longer. And then you get paid, and it's like, yeah, come on, let's buy everything. <laughs> Yeah, so, so right now, game, we're in the super noodles for lunch phase. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, totally, totally. They're in the, trying to scrape around in a little, every little bit of your car to try and get, see if there's a 20p, like, that's gone somewhere. So you just survived the day. Uh, okay, fine. It's not much to talk about there. Nope, but, you know, okay. Next one we got. Is... <laughs> okay, no, nope, but you know, okay. Next story. I was gonna. I was thinking. Of it, I was gonna say a joke, but then I just thought, no, it, it will fall flat at this stage. So I thought I'd leave it. Well, you should, you should say it anyway. Go on, James. It was. It was going to involve FIFA '97, and like you said, like, scrabbling around for twenty p's behind the sofa, and it's like maybe that's what they're doing with copies of FIFA '97. Yeah, you, put, you you push it above. It's, it. It um, next story. Yeah, it's better <laughs> just leave it. Well. <laughs> Anyway, your initial reaction was correct. Ne- next story is uh, Bungie is going to repeal uh, its current shader system. Um, now, the reason I put this in is because this week uh, CNBC also ran a story saying that um, Destiny 2 is struggling. And yeah. 
their argument is that the community isn't very healthy as apparently Twitch viewership of the game is averaging at four to 7,000 on Friday afternoons versus like 14,000 to 17,000 for the original Destiny. And they give four reasons uh, for apparently it not work, not doing so well. So one is design, design decisions, um, make it meaning, making it like less engaging and less distinctive game than Destiny 1. Um, then also microtransaction implementation. They said, although it's not as bad as Battlefront 2, apparently people have been unhappy. And also, they said that Bungie haven't been that great at responding to player feedback, and you know it's like taking them a while to get back. You know things, and there hasn't been like a really clear, a sort of roadmap for where where the game's going. And also, they said that Destiny has more competition now because of stuff like Warframe um, that mm. wasn't there for Destiny One. So Bungie okay, now it decided- was Warframe was there for Destiny One. It was just really shit. Now it's just quite um- shit. Well, they they also said the same thing for the division as well because yeah, that true. that's another game which has been like re, remade kind of really. It's yeah, not really yeah, yeah, what yeah. it was when it first came out, and uh, people are still playing it. Yeah. And so they said this this sort of the change of the shader mechanics and everything is like the first like one of the steps that they're doing to try and sort of deal with this. And apparently, like there's going to be like new Iron Banner events where players can like pick rewards rather than via the slot machine yeah so and it's gonna go be... back to how it was <laughs> previously yeah <laughs> and there's gonna be like raid specific perks and all that kind of thing but i don't know i mean because i i bounced off destiny really quickly um which is probably terrible but sean you you still played it and everything yeah it's you're you still playing uh i did i basically i did the expansion stuff um curse for cyrus and i did enjoy it um but yeah like the last few weeks i've not found any reason that to go public back. event in in the expansion is fucking brilliant it is yeah yeah, yeah. really good I, I, I mean i've done that a bunch of times as yeah. well good um i still don't quite get the jokes you're fifa 97 scrabbling around for fit i don't quite <laughs> oh, get no, no, it, it didn't work that's why i didn't say it it's uh <laughs> it's just it, something it, about it, old money is it that- was, yeah, it was It was like, you know, maybe they're trying to get together all the copies of FIFA 97 they've got and they can, like, make some money out of those. But, yeah, it, no, it, I, said, I, I it st- doesn't work. Don't... It doesn't oh, work, I don't no. actually get the full process. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> Destiny, um, I, I just still like it. The only thing that bugs me is that I got absolutely screamed at for months on end about how I should get the Xbox, free, uh, Xbox One copy. <laughs> so I did. And then uh, I got screamed at to make sure that I was up to level 300. So I got to level 300 on my own. And then everyone just stopped playing it. Absolutely, like, Dave. I saw that coming a mile off. So all all, well, all I don't it. get is I understand like if they're comparing it to, you know, at this point in Destiny 1's life, then yeah, that's, you know, the fact that so many people have dropped off probably is a bad thing. Personally, like, yeah, I've stopped playing it because I, you know, I ran out of things that I was interested in doing. I didn't run out of things to do. It was just getting to like proper, stupid, high level, sort of like slightly grindy stuff. Um, and I've got other games. There is part of me but, thinking that maybe we're wrong though, Sean, because, you know, it's clearly not doing as well. Well, yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like, people expect to me, I'm just like, well, yeah, I've stopped playing it, but as soon as the next expansion's out, I'm there. And to me, yeah, that's not a problem. But I understand if, as as you say, if you're comparing it to Destiny One, if it is just not doing the same. But, but, then I think one, one of the you know one of the arguments too. one of the arguments I read was they were saying about how like Bungie did a really good job with Destiny Two of like front loading the game of like yeah. the yeah it was really good like in mm. the beginning, but it's just that you know after you've kind of finished the main sort of the main story and all that kind of stuff, there's not a lot end game there, and that's no, that's there been is. The thing. yeah there, there is, is. loads. There's- yeah, there's loads of end game there. It's but is it it's good the, end game? Yeah, like, is it so? The the majority of it is good. The the proper proper like once you've absolutely smashed everything, 
that's not as that that's I guess not as intense is the right word yeah. as Destiny one Destiny one. Um, but I mean. I still liked a lot of the end game stuff. As I said, there were still disappointments. You know, when the game first came out and we were all playing it and we were working through the main story and then we were getting to the, the stage where you're constantly doing strikes rather than, mm. you know, the high level end game stuff. We were saying everything it does, it does better. Yeah. Right. Than, than the last one. Um, and then when you get to the, the sort of high level end game stuff, that's when that changes. That's when that, uh, when you go, actually, you know, um, what was it? What's the Iron Banner? Wasn't that good? Mm. Um, some of the other bits and pieces they introduced wasn't as good as it has been previously. Um, that's the stuff that I think's weak. The end game stuff when you're doing strikes, you're doing raids, you're doing, uh, well, I haven't done the raid yet, but when you're doing sort of what I'd say call the end game, that stuff is good. What's not good is when you're doing the high-level endgame stuff. And to be honest with you, I didn't dip into that much anyway. So I know I didn't do the raid. I didn't do the ultra-competitive Crucible stuff. Um, And I was still trying to find my sort of weapon set um, and and the perks. So I I never got to the point where I was completely happy with my perks and my weapons. So I never got to that point that people seemed to be disappointed with it. Mm. Uh, So let's see. I mean... Bungie are not known for hiding their head in the stand. Um, and if they're saying they're going to change things about it to please their fans, then they will. I mean, they did constantly for Destiny 1. They mm. they worked on that game and tweaking it and getting getting it to a point where their core fan base loved it. Um, and I think they misjudged it slightly. I mean, they said before Destiny 2 come out, this is a game that we'll, we want you to play intensely and then put down for a couple of months and then come back when the next expansion comes out. That's they probably shouldn't have done that. They should, probably shouldn't have gone for that mm. because clearly that's what people are doing and it's not, you know, it doesn't seem when they're putting it down, it's n- never in a good way. It seems to be in a frustrate frustrated way that there's not more shit for those people that do put hundreds of hours into it to do. So, um, yeah, I'll be interested to see what the next expansion's like because it needs to be a banger, really. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the okay. see, the thing is, right, is... I had another news story, but I don't really want to run it because I know that you're going. <laughs> yeah. I know that you're going to have to. Why would you say that? that? You know they're going to force you to do it now. I know, but it's because I think it's interesting. Story. I think it's interesting. Man makes the news story is man makes shit FIFA gag. It wasn't one that was ready, like, and that's why I didn't want to do it. And then Matt forced me to say it. You know, it's not just get get with it. Okay, so one of the other things that's come out today, um, which again, this is all completely like speculation and nonsense and that kind of thing, which is that Polygon have run this whole story about how oh, Microsoft don't have many like exclusives, and so they're looking Polygon at Polygon talking bollocks again, are they? Well, this is the thing they're looking. Well, they say that it's from things they've heard, but everyone always says that, and. So they're claiming that like Microsoft are interested in like acquiring studios this year, and that one of those studios might be EA. Was the uh, was the thing? Oh what? my what? god! Yeah, I mean this this is EA uh, the publisher. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Who published FIFA ninety seven? It did. Shit. Okay, so ignoring this bollocks completely, <laughs> right? Just 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 taking that out of it. What is interesting, I think, to me, is what big 
studio or you know publisher like that could microsoft realistically acquire or any of them they can like money wise they can yeah, but what I mean, I can't see EA selling up. I think that's a load of old horse shit. I can't see them fucking handing the keys to Microsoft. I just, I just can't see it happening. I could see I could see that happening as long as there was a like the th- you know like how Minecraft you know they they bought Mojang obviously, but then Minecraft still comes out on other systems. They could do the same sort of thing where like the sports games still come out on other machines. Oh, imagine imagine if they bought EA and FIFA is exclusive to Xbox. The the entire industry <laughs> would blow up. But, well, that's, but they, they wouldn't do I, that. I it would still be you know, multi-platform. Well, this is it. I mean, I'm thinking Konami, could they buy them? Who would they that would be yeah, like yeah, the, Konami is a good shout. That would be... Why wouldn't they want to? I don't think they'd to? bother, though, would they? These no, days? They got, they're not doing anything. They're, yeah. like, they're done, well, they're aren't they? Well, no, they're obviously machines. they're not. But think, of, <laughs> but think of the fucking licenses they've got. Yeah. For example, Pro Evo is not the biggest football game in the world, right? But having that exclusive to Xbox One would be an interesting prospect. Then, to completely fuck over Hideo Kojima, <laughs> Microsoft owning <laughs> the Metal Gear license. <laughs> that, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Um, Ubisoft, do you reckon they could, they could buy them? And no, if they a, could, what, what would they do? Vivendi are supposed the... to room for them, aren't they? They're they always, they're, they're always going for that. The, the other company they talked about was Valve. And that would make <laughs> no, because no, that that would make sense in terms of owning Steam, because then that would they could bring that under control. Valve like on would make more money than the, 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 the Valve would never do that. There's like literally no point. They're making money. They don't have to make games anymore. Ah, uh, like, yeah, but but see, if Microsoft owned Steam, maybe I wouldn't yeah. have to use the fucking Microsoft Store anymore. Exactly. They <laughs> could like integrate all of that into like not games for Windows and again. Then, but they forget that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even thinking that's not why they're going out and acquiring these places. They need they need titles, right? Yeah. They need and I mean yeah, so buying Valve would be pointless. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying it would be pointless at all. That's what I'm saying. If they were going for Valve, that's what they'd be going for. They'd yeah. be going for the Half Life license. That's they'd what they'd say though, wouldn't they? Because they'd be Left like, for Dead. We bought Steam. Yeah, you know, we bought Valve, and there's a new Half Life coming now. You know, like that's you know that's <laughs> what we're doing. You, you know, imagine if you bought Valve and then you just like, right, deal's done. Come on, show show us Half Life Three, lads. Yeah. And they were just like, <laughs> like no, 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 we no, we we don't. Like, no, no, we we really it. haven't done anything. Like we, we really, really <laughs> have done nothing. Yeah, we're so. rebooting Half Life <laughs> with Super Lucky's Tale. <laughs> Sean, yeah. imagine it if Microsoft bought Valve mm. and they they <laughs> they bought Valve, they owned the Half Life license. And they announced free at the E3 that Matt had to miss. <laughs> Imagine Ooh, trying to tell him that and, and have him I believe mean, it. That that might actually top F Zero Night Run. <laughs> that might actually top it. Yeah, but now now if it does happen, there's no way you'll believe, believe us it. because no, 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 we've no, no, done this. Even now, if actually when it happened, I still wouldn't believe it. So it doesn't matter. I mean, you could literally show me every bit, prove every news story. I was like, no, you, you've literally faked everything on Polygon.com. You've faked the videos. You've faked the reactions. I wouldn't believe you unless I saw it in my own eyes. Even if they didn't buy it, right? Even if they didn't buy Valve, which I think is insane anyway. I mean, if they said, look, we will pump money into Valve <laughs> if we can have Half-Life and Left 4 Dead. Like exclusive to Xbox One, that might turn the, like that might know. turn a few heads. I don't oh, mind. <laughs> does does Half Life still have the same like effect as oh, it would have done? James, you kidding me? I'm not. It's, no, no. For people, okay. For people, well, of a certain age. Yeah. 
Exactly, it's for people of a certain age, but the people that they need to buy Xboxes are people that already own like Playstations and stuff like that, that are yeah, not it's necessarily not interested that. in it's that not, stuff. It's not about that, because forget about that. If they re- if they announce Half-Life 3... This is all bollocks. <laughs> this isn't going to happen. We're not saying this. We're all talking about Half-Life I sort of resent that we ended up talking about that for a while. That was- <laughs> I just want to clarify that, right? We, none of us believe this is going to happen. But but if Microsoft was to bring Half-Life 3 <laughs> on the Xbox, I even said it's stupid. Um, it's not... Okay, that's not a recognisable... For the younger audience, it's not very... But it will be plastered all over every news site. Everyone will go crazy on Twitter. Doesn't matter what age you are, you will not be able to avoid that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like I mean, Shenmue a man stood 3. up and cried when Shenmue 3 got announced. <laughs> yeah, if Half-Life 3 got announced, I would, I would probably just put myself into a coma. Matt, uh, what, if it was, what if it was Half-Life 3, but it was a Kickstarter? How, how would you feel about that? Uh, it was I really a Kickstarter, it. and it looked really shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just I'll jump um, off a crack. They, they said it. it was a new trilogy, you know, even though they didn't finish the first one. You know, it's... <laughs> Here's here's right. I mean, yeah. It's, it's Microsoft have options out there, I think, and they're clearly insane at the moment. <laughs> oh God, I've just had another thought. Oh We're bringing out Half Life Three, which will be for fr- like will be on our subscription service from day one, <laughs> and it's free to play. Or is it- coming this hol- or this holiday, you know, yeah. this holiday season, you know. Talking of Half-Life, though, I always feel weird when that conversation comes up because I've liked both Half-Life games, but I've never had that sort of love for the series as so many people have. And I've said a million times, like, I would much prefer a new Left 4 Dead than a (laughs) Half-Life. Yeah, like, it's... And I've been shouting at it, so I get it. Obviously, I definitely remember having my mind blown by Half-Life 2. But then then in hindsight, it's really easy to just be like, well, I had the, the physics puzzles, but fucking hell, what doesn't these days? Which isn't Half-Life 2's fault, it was the first. Um, but yeah. it's, yeah, it, it doesn't feel that remarkable. Maybe it's worth going back and having another go. Maybe there's there, there are things about it that we've sort of forgotten. Or... Yeah, I mean, well, I, 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 I mean, did play, play it about four years yeah, ago, yeah, didn't I? Did I played okay. in 2008 or so, and it was still yeah. brilliant then. Oh, that's yeah. 10 years ago. Oh, fuck, that's 10 years that's ago. <laughs> Oh shit! I need to lie down. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. The, I mean, right. That the, we've just talked but whole so, shit sorry, but it's good, the actual the, the story is: Are they going to buy a pill? I'm sure Microsoft are literally looking every day about who they can buy. They're a massive company with loads of money. They're, every company is looking at acquisitions. Um, I mean, yeah, fascinating to see if they do. <laughs> I think. I think it's more <laughs> likely like to see them do a wild bid for Nintendo. <laughs> they've tried that before. Three years ago, they've tried it on yeah numerous occasions. I always try that. Like, wasn't it like a League Three, like like a League Two side that bid for Suarez I'd love to see the same thing from well, Microsoft. Well, I mean, like Sony, Sony's like divisions aren't making shitloads of money. Just buy Sony and win. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, right. Okay. Go on. That's it. That's it. That's that, got, that yeah. was. That was the ultimate. We peaked bullshit there with that one, mm. Matt. And now I it just it. felt I like s- okay, you let's in. stop. It's like you know, it, it happened. I got you to speculate <laughs> you on what happened. Read it out. Don't act like this was your brilliant plan. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't exactly. even want to do it. <laughs> we got it out of you. <laughs> That's what I wanted you to uh, think. Oh. <laughs> well, there, there is a re- there is a reason why we got Sean on, and. Um, I'm feeling a bit tired, so should we should we get onto the Monster Hunter World chat? We've got because that come out. Yeah, because we got a load of questions about We've this. How what? do you want to do this? Like, 
Oh, no, you see, well, I, let's I, do I your separated. quick summary. No, let's let's do your quick summary of the game very quick. Yeah, yeah. and then let's do <laughs> so quick. Let's do last question, James. Last question. <laughs> <laughs> Just pick one. No, go on. Uh, go on. Right, what, what's it fucking, like? Is it good? It's fucking yes, brilliant, it is, mate. Uh, Oh, um, I feel a bit bad, right? Because Dave, you know, you were at, you asked me like if you should get it, and so this was prior to it coming out. I was uh, lucky enough to blag a review copy, um, so I've been how? so I've been on it for about a week. Oh, I've got contacts, mate. <laughs> yeah, but how you've got no like you got nothing. Yeah, I know. Man. I know. I'm fucking nobody. Um, but uh, yeah, so and basically, yeah, like you know, David asked me if it was worth him getting it, and I was like. Probably not. Like, as a a long time fan of the series, I was like, they've they've made quality of life improvements, but I don't think that like the way the combat handles and stuff, and there's still a lot to get your head around. I was like, I don't think they've done enough to really get new people into it. But fuck me, have you seen Twitter? <laughs> it's blowing up. It's been absolutely nuts. I mean, I know that's that's probably just you know the people we know, and it's it's the bubble weird. I don't think it's gonna. Have you seen Twitter? My mates really like yeah, my it. My three pals are well into it. Um, but it, it's been smashed sales figures, and it's not sold like five million in three days. Has it? Yeah, yeah. It's the biggest Montana already ever. Fuck. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, no, I, I was assuming it was going to do like pretty good January numbers. Um, but no, that's that's not so. That's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically, it, it's just been really interesting. Like they've changed stuff and they've removed a lot of things. Things that if you told me they were going to take out, I'd have been like, "Oh, well, that's making it easier for people." And mm, I don't know if I want that. But actually, of the things they've removed, I don't miss a single one of them. It's it's just tiny things like you have like so in the older games, right? So sometimes you can find little mining points where you get ore and stuff. Um, or you have like a net that captures bugs and you have um, a thing called a whetstone so that when your weapon gets blunt through usage, you have to sharpen it again. They all used to be consumable items that you had to remember to bring with you and like, and you'd have to keep buying or producing them and making sure you had them on you at all times and they like took up an inventory slot. Now you just have them and they're just infinite use and it's like, yeah, of course. Why? <laughs> like who gives a shit why did <laughs> like it, it's just loads of little things like that and it's like yeah it's just one less thing to think about and that was never fun so fuck it and like and it's yeah. just it's so good at just removing so many little roadblocks like that that now like yeah just, it, as it appears loads of people are getting into it for the first time i'm just getting interrupted um, you slightly just because i'm yeah. not sure loads of people are probably saying oh that sales figure is bollock but on a bollock side to say basically on gamesindustry.biz mm. it says capcom's monster hunter world has shipped five million units since it launched worldwide last week according to capcom capcom monster hunter world has shipped more units including digital downloads in three days following launch than any game in the history of the franchise fuck okay. so it's, it's yes yeah, done well or it yeah. says shipped obviously but you know yeah still right shit that's yeah that's ridiculous um for those who know absolutely nothing about the game um i suppose imagine so you know dark souls bosses quite complicated quite a lot to get your head around very rarely you're going to be able to just do one first go like you you probably you know many attempts involve learning like patterns and the little tells they have for certain attacks possibly tweaking the gear you're using or your combat style or whatever and that's like that against normal enemies <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Back bosses. Well, it's a tough game but basically <laughs> that in like a decent sized like open environment and the boss is just cutting about minding his own business until you show up um 
and also there is more than one of them hanging around and now they interact with each other in really fucking exciting ways or basically they have they have fights with each other but like yeah like it's involved enough that like if you're in a party of four people and you're hunting one particular monster and you know there's another monster in the map that fucking hates the monster you're after one person can be like right i'll like you guys track the one we're actually hunting i'm gonna go and find the other prick piss him off and then drag him over to the main fight just to get the monsters to start on each other and fuck each other up and make life a little bit easier for you and usually get like a really exciting little set piece at the same time like you can do that and it's fucking amazing um this game i mean i think i've said on previous episodes uh i I, i've always wanted the most hunter series always is really interesting to me i've never played Mm. never played one and Mm. this one looks brilliant i've 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 listened or actually watched the 84 play podcast they did like a special with um a guy called uh gaijin or gaijin hunter big youtuber about monster and stuff yeah. it's a really fascinating talk and it really i mean i haven't I, i'm not going to get it right now because i've got other things to do and no time and i'm shit at playing games but my god i just i i really would love to get into this game it just looks and, and, and graphically it looks stunning as well i've seen yeah. loads of yeah it's beautiful like, uh, amazing gifts that's sh- uh, shared on twitter of yeah uh, these monsters fighting and this mm. and the other it looks looks absolutely brilliant yeah and it's like it's one of those games where people are sharing gifts of cool things they've done um and it's it's stuff that in most of the games might not seem that impressive because it would probably be like a little quick time event or something. Whereas it, with this, it's like because it relies so heavily on you being good and your knowledge of timing and spacing and and you know all all yeah. the sort of the mechanics of the combat that it's like no everything cool you see in that game has been fucking earned. Like it's <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so I, I'm in that other WhatsApp group with you, Sean, and like Owen and some other yeah, people. Yeah, and yeah. Obviously, you were talking about Monster Hunter, and yeah. um, it, it sounds like a foreign language to me because I'm not I don't play it. But yeah, it, is it is it? I mean, it, obviously, I don't know any systems and and mm. what you were talking about, so it sounds really complicated. But yeah. is it actually complicated in in reality, or is it just because I I'm not aware of the systems and whatnot? Like, so yeah, like there is, is a it lot more of... complicated than say Destiny Two or. Is it actually not that bad? Oh, yeah, when it's you, no worse you're than it. than Destiny. Certainly, it's just it's as with Destiny. There's a lot of sort of weird, specific terms and language around it. So yeah, it does seem quite impenetrable. Mm. But this time, there's like the tutorials are really nicely paced out, and I think basically as long as you just make sure you read them and don't be tempted to just be like, oh, I'm sure I'll get my head around it and then skip it. Um, which people oh, people I do that all the time. Yeah, I'm so no, bad people do that. do it, and it's and that's kind of fair enough. Like it. Most game designers should know now that that's what people do and maybe try and figure out other ways around it. But um, yeah, like if you just make yourself read those tutorials and take them in once, you'd be all right. Like it's, mm. and it's the, like, the issues with the combat that like people initially have is that it feels stiff because it's what cool people call an animation priority game, similar to Dark Souls, in that like once you've started an attack animation, there might be like specific points in the animation that you can cancel out of it into a dodge or whatever, but there aren't many and you really have to learn them. So in other words, you start an attack, you are stuck in place while that attack takes place and you can't do anything else. So if you start messing up the timings or you're not being fully aware of what the monster's doing and reading what it's doing properly, you'll just get fucked around a lot and it can be really frustrating. Um, mm. But once you get that knowledge, once you learn the moveset for your favorite weapon, 
and like and get that down perfectly and you understand where you can like sneak dodges in like you know during an attack and how you can sort of make sure you're always adjusting your position relative to where the monster is and looking out for its attacks and like once you get your head around all that stuff it's just so fucking good and it's so exciting so, so it does, does it feel class based not in different classes but actually just based on the different weapons that you and your squad mates or whatever yeah, you call so it you got like uh, using You've got these 14 different weapon types and they sort of vary in how complicated they are. The like the main division is you've got three ranged weapons and then you've got know, the rest are like melee weapons. But then even within the melee weapons you've got like the hunting horn which is one where it's like a giant fucking like wind instrument or something or like one's like a set of bagpipes or Christ knows what. But as you do attack combos with it each hit in the combo plays a musical note and then once you've strung three notes together you then press two attack buttons and you just blow into the hunting horn and it plays a chord with those three notes and the notes you've played to like dictate like it's like a buff or a skill that it gives to everyone in your party so there might be like there'll be like a healing song or a song that gives you better attack or a song that cures poison <laughs> so you'll learn your combos to put those songs together and then play them and shit like that it's just like there are weapons in this that you could frame an entire game around like the, the mechanics behind them are so weird um but there's also like super simple ones that if you're just starting for the first time like they'll totally so, so, what, what's the called gameplay loop of this do you is so, it like I mean, I'm going to keep referencing Destiny because it feels like it's the closest thing I've played, but are they like weeklies, dailies, and you do like raid-type things of that. and yeah, strike-type things? Yeah, so they have added um, like weekly objectives, which get you little bonuses, um, which I think you get basically you get like tickets, which then allow you to buy specific mon- monster parts. So the, the main loop of it is you fight a monster, you get some parts from it, and then those parts you can then use to make gear out like based on that monster. So... If you've got a monster that breathes fire, for example, building its armor will protect you against fire, whereas building weapons from its parts will allow you to deal fire damage. So you sort of pick your way through the monsters by being like, right, well, I've got to fight this guy who does poison damage, so I want to be immune to poison. So there's this other creature whose armor will give me immunity to poison. So I'll kill him first, get the poison out, and kill this next guy. That makes me that gives me armor that's immune to fire, and then I can kill this other one. And and you sort of pick your way through it like that. Where it gets interesting is in order to build a full set of armor, you need like specific parts from each monster. So sometimes the only way to get them is from getting what they call part breaks, which is like you deal a certain amount of damage to a certain part of the monster. For example, cutting its tail off, um, and that'll give you a specific part. So instead of so you go from like right, so I've just killed this monster and I haven't got everything I need. You then go back and like right, how do I make sure I damage its wings enough so that I get one of the wing parts or its claws or its head um so you sort of have to like really start learning again like learning their attack patterns and the way they move and stuff to make okay, sure you get right, the hits awesome. in the right places and yeah it's fascinating absolutely fascinating um okay it's getting boring yeah, now no. <laughs> I, i'm gonna go through some of the questions should we do cool. that yeah, yeah, yeah. well hold on just one yeah. second the, the, the one thing that i have uh, that i was surprised mm. about was that it seems like this is more of a Monster Hunter game than fans were expecting. Because yeah. I remember when it was first announced, it was like this was going to be like the Some down like Monster thing. Hunter arcade. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and th- you know, um, there is there is a grain of truth in that. As I say, they, they have simplified things. But then when you realise it's all just in service of getting you to the cool bit, 
more quickly and getting you into just enjoying battering monsters and figuring them out and building gear and then moving on to the next thing it's like oh yeah fine <laughs> whatever okay. like I, there probably are people who are sore about the fact that you know you have these scout flies that just lead you to the monster pretty much after you found a couple of clues whereas previously you had to like read some environmental clues but those are still there if you really want to do that um but also the fact that there are more often like several monsters in the area that you have to deal with so the scout flies kind of make sense in that you've got more monsters to deal with and it's not just find the monster because there'll be several of them cutting around and you you know so the scout flies make sense there i think but yeah cool. it has, right. story-wise let's hasn't hear what it's got like a 50 or 60 hour story okay as well <laughs> uh yeah i mean i'm i'm at the end of what they call low rank monster Hunter games are always split into ranks so there's low rank which is usually your story mode and then that then high rank is usually just a series of hunts with no story to it and then in some monster hunter games there's what they call g rank which is super hardcore impossible difficulty apparently the story mode sort of reaches a satisfying conclusion at the end of low rank um in this and then sort of carries on in high rank um but i've not got there yet but yes if you're including low and high rank then yeah there'll be like hundreds of hours in it Cool. Okay, let's get some questions. Ben Cameron, uh, Sean, any tips for a Mon Hunt noob in regards to being a good team player? I just want to be useful and not piss anyone off. I'm currently maining a heavy bow gun too. Uh, if, you're, if you're maining the heavy bow gun, your main thing is making sure that you're doing the right elemental damage. Um, so with bow guns, you have all different yeah, I was shot say types. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, another cool thing they've added is that now you can actually, like when you fight a monster, you build up research points against it. And then you have your little book that tells you about the monsters and tells you like what their weaknesses are and stuff. Previously, that information um, was like encoded into the game, but people had to like figure it out and then write wikis on it, which you'd then like, you'd have to have up on your phone if you wanted to be able to play the game properly. That's just in the game now and it's just integrated really nicely. So yeah, if you're going to go on hunts, check what, the, whatever you're hunting check what its elemental weaknesses are and make sure you've got the right ammo that's probably a good awesome. Joshua Garrity Sean which two classic monsters are you hoping will be included in the world's DLC just so you can witness their ter- territorial dispute uh fuck um oh what was the one Kongalala who was a giant uh ape who used to eat mushrooms and he would fart out different effects depending on what mushrooms he'd eaten this is a stupid it game. It is. It's yeah. a very silly game. <laughs> <laughs> That's Joshua Garrity. KT, I just slid down a hill, jumped and landed on an Ajanaf. I've been hunting for 30 minutes and then destroyed it. Is Monster Hunter World the game of the year? Yes. Sam Quirk, does Captain Toss still think Monster Hunter is cool now that everyone's playing it? <laughs> do you know, I did, <laughs> I did a, I tweeted about this. I do feel a bit, I said, I do feel a bit like post-Brexit Farage. In that it's like <laughs> it's like well I've got what I wanted now everyone's fucking playing it so what what do I do now <laughs> yeah what what's next yeah um yeah there, there was part of me that was like like oh am I just going to get sick of hearing about this now that now that oh, people mate, actually you like are, it. you are you just a prick. no 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 I'm saying that but that's that's not happened <laughs> like it's it's been properly nice just seeing everyone getting into it and properly enjoying it so give it time. Yeah. Uh, Meme, um, now that Monster Hunter is back on the living room console after a decade of portable platforms, has anything been lost? Yes, it's obvious what's been gained, seamless worlds, higher definition, better camera, etc. But does anyone miss playing Monster Hunter on the go at business trips? 
uh, it does sting that this isn't on the Switch still. Um, like that, like that would still what, be amazing. What version is coming to Switch? So the version that it, came to the Switch is only in Japan, and that's Monster Hunter Double Cross, which is like a beefed up version of Monster Hunter Generations that we got on the 3DS, um, mm. which is fine. But it, again, like I think that will feel a bit shit going back to it because there'll be all this other stuff you now have to consider that they've streamlined in Monster Hunter World. So, yeah. Don't Do you know. think this could come to Switch, Sean? I've been wondering about this. I mean, visually, absolutely not. Um, but in terms of like the system improvements, I don't. Yeah, I don't see why it couldn't. Well, there's an interesting one about the system, mm. right? If so, there's a new Monster Hunter game coming out at the end of the mm. year. Would you, would you like it to go back to what it was, or would you like it to stick with this new? Oh no, stick with the new stuff. Sort of yeah. Streamlining thing. Yeah, like if I wanted okay, to play an old school one, like the the games are so huge that you know I could easily go back to Monster Hunter Four and Monster Hunter Generations on the 3DS if I really wanted to. Um. I don't think I will, though. Fair enough. Uh, Kieran, Any more questions? Uh, Sean, best weapon for new people and best weapon overall? That's from Kieran. Uh, so, the sword and shield used to be um, the best starter weapon. Um, and then they sort of... They, like they made. I think they realised that basically the series had got to a point where it was only like diehard fans playing it. So they sort of made the sword and shield a bit more complicated and they like added these different oils that you could coat it with to give different effects and stuff like that. And it was like they were trying to get it up to the, the level of complexity of some of the other weapons. This one, again, they've properly dialed it back and just been like, nope, it's a really good, really versatile, quick and easy beginner's weapon. Um, so yeah, sword and shield, totally. Like the All the stuff I was saying about the animation priority and how like once you do an attack, you're stuck in it. The sword and shield, that is like, it's the least evident there because the attacks on it are so quick. You can move around like while you're attacking more than you can with any other weapon. It's got like this wicked aerial attack that's dead easy to pull off. Um, yeah, that. Uh, best weapon overall is totally personal choice, man. Like, people love weapons that I absolutely can't get my head around and vice versa, which is part of why it's so good. Do you think, is this going to be your, the game that you're constantly playing and it's going to ruin other games or is it? Or I what? think there is a yeah, there is a chance of that. But then I've got a kid and I'm poor, so f- fine. You this know? is a perfect game for you. <laughs> You've got it now. This is this is exactly this is your you know. You, like sometimes you can be at a, a, a point in your life where it's like I, I'm quite happy to just have one game to obsess over for a bit. I don't need to uh, like get everything as it comes out. I think I'll just but, be okay uh, with did this. Did you play the previous games for like you know nine, twelve months at a time, and you can regardless of how. This is just what you'll be playing now for like years, or I don't know about years. I don't know what their their plan is, content wise. Um, the rumor is because the PC version's coming out in like August or something, um, and the rumor is basically when that comes out, that will launch with G Rank, which they will then add to the console versions. So that'll be fine. Um, so um, is that like another level cap? That's basically thing? yeah. So yeah, that, that's like another extra difficulty. Um, to get through and then like adds like all the monsters suddenly get new attacks and stuff like that which is like a big thing to get your head around so nice one uh, last yeah. question from matthew francis what do you think is the biggest single quality of life change uh in monster hunter world ah uh, fuck um there's loads um i think the item thing is is probably the big biggest one and i'll tell you what um it used to be with armor sets they would give you like these special abilities but in the previous games there was this really weird system where 
you would only so say like fire resistance was a skill each armor each like bit of the armor set so the head or the arms or the chest or whatever would give you like plus two or plus three fire resistance but you would then only get the fire resistance skill if you got it to plus 10 if that makes any sense so you'd have to yeah. equip, equip the entire set before the skills would work and it just it's, it's like it was just a bit rubbish whereas now it's just like no every piece of armor just has its own skill equip whatever you want doesn't matter <laughs> and it's good because it not only is it easier but it allows you to sort of mix and match and sort of experiment a bit rather than just being like look make the full set or forget it um so yeah that's that's been a huge one i think huge yeah, I, I would like to play it, but I, I, I'm not 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 sure I'm gonna be able to. But it does sound amazing. It's good, but yeah, it is like a pretty big time commitment. So cool. Yeah. Play anything cool. else? No. Is that enough? Is that enough? It's never for enough, you, listeners. Like honestly, like I haven't even scratched the surface. I could carry on, but I won't, Dave. Because because I like you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I'll do what I've been playing then as well because it's it's um uh, it's a I suppose well it's not out yet. It the um what is it the closed beta they're calling it for um Sea of oh, Thieves. Yeah, yeah. Come out, J- James. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, just double checking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Sea of Thieves closed beta come out this weekend, and um, I gave it a go. Uh, I didn't know what to think of this game really because. Uh, I've said before that I'm sick of seeing it uh, because we knew what it was like and it felt like they were trying to, I don't know, they were shutting me. It felt a bit No Man's Sky to me. It was mm. like every time I saw it, I went, yeah, it's just co-op pirate stuff. I get it. You know what I mean? And it was kind of like that with No Man's Sky. It was like, yeah, it's massive. Okay, fine. Just let's play it now. Because um, it feels like we've been seeing this game for years, which we have. Um I did not expect to enjoy it as much as I have done this weekend. Um, I, I, we played about three or four hours straight on Friday night. Um, and then I woke up the next morning and Harry was up and I, I couldn't face another hour of Mario Kart 8. So I, I said, hey, have a look at this this pirate game. And, uh, and then played it for another hour. It's, it's really hard to explain um, because it's so... It reminds me of so many different games. One of one of which that really stands out is uh, Overcooked, mm. because you are essentially it's a lot more complicated than Overcooked. But you are essentially doing a series of too many jobs that are quite simple to do. So I was very nervous when I first started playing because I thought I don't really want to be in charge of steering because I, I, that's probably quite difficult. Um, and it's not within steering the ship for you know. At five minutes i understood what i needed to do it wasn't straightforward it's not like you're going okay i'm turning left i'm turning right what you're doing is wheeling the steering wheel about but you don't know where the center is so you're constantly adjusting the steering so you're going the right way and then when you're approaching an enemy boats or or a island you've got to be careful on how and when you swing the boat around uh then there's like raising and lowering the anchor which is just you pushing like uh, the stick forward or pressing the x button at the right time there's setting the sails so you can pull them down and you can turn them left and right to catch the wind then there's fixing the boat which is simply picking Picking up wood, 
going up to where the holes are in the boat and patching it up, then getting your bucket out and getting water out of there. It's all very basic tasks. But because there's only four of you on the ship and there's so much to do, you're constantly running around the ship um, doing stuff. And while you're doing it, you're constantly shouting orders out or telling other people what you're doing. So another great example of this is the map. So to navigate around the uh, the islands in uh, Sea of Thieves, there's a map uh, on a table. The, te- the map is downstairs in like there's nowhere near where the, the the actual you know open deck is and the where where the people are setting sail and where people. So not only have you got to have one person sort of navigating and feeding that information to the people on the boat, if you all go down and look at that map. Only one of you's controlling it. So if there's two of you trying to work out where you're supposed to go next, there will at least be one of you going, no, 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 go down, pan down. I think it's down there. And even that, so it's like everything in the world is created to try and generate team talk, Mm. if that makes sense. Everything you're doing, you're constantly... so. For example, I was steering, and essentially I'm steering left and right. I've got a compass, but the guy who's navigating is going, right, we want to head northeast. And I would always reply, northeast, right? And the reason I was doing that is to confirm to the person that was navigating that I understood the direction and that's what I was doing now. You know what I mean? Mm. It's that sort of... It goes from you fucking around on a ship going, oh, look at us, we're crazy. To all of a sudden, you've created your own language around the game and you're all you've all got your own tasks like i'm not that brilliant at shooting the cannons yet and we had a couple of people on the team that were so i would be on the cannons but the moment our our boat got hit everyone knew that i was running down to fix everything because mm. i was just like grabbing wood and fucking getting all the water out and if i needed help like if there was more than say two or three holes in our ship i'd be shouting out okay i need someone else and then they'd be coming down and focusing on getting the water out so i wasn't underwater fixing the ship which slows everything down it's just all teamwork um and uh it's incredibly fun to play. The only concern is whether it has legs. And that that rests on two things. And remember, I'm playing a beta. And when I call this a beta, I'm saying this is a beta. This ain't a demo. This is not a demo. They are... The, like, I've seen ridiculous articles in the week about how the beta has been a disaster. The only way you know it's a disaster is if the game comes out and it's it's got all those online problems then. I mean, they're clearly patching, trying things out, uh, changing things within the game to stress test the servers and seeing what works and what doesn't and where the game falls apart and where it doesn't. Um, the This is the problem what's happened with beaters now. They're being sold as pre-order bonuses mm. and stuff like that. And that's when you go, that's not a beater then, is it? It's a demo. And you're using it as an incentive to make sure you're going to buy the game. And that's not what, they're essentially there for that's not what they were there for before you know the whole what when the public got to play these beaters they were there to test shit out and that's definitely what this feels like in this game there's not as much in it as there will be in the final final game i'm sure um and you know the they constant they're constantly tinkering with things um and when i see some articles coming out going this is beaters shit you can't even get in i'm going but they're trying shit yeah. and they, the communication has been great. They're constantly talking about Twitter and what they're trying and where it's going wrong and what you should do. And this, that, like 
it feels good. It feels like this is what it should feel like at this stage. Um, yeah, I mean, the I, only I'm problem, right? So, so the success I mean, of this really game. Popular. I mean, it, this was like number one game on Twitch. For, for, I'm, I'm not sure well, if it still this is. This is it, yeah. isn't it? It was like so more in, than Dota, more than PUBG. So in that way, it, it is being quite successful already. And I can understand why people are enjoying watching this because when you get four people working together, it's fucking funny. It's funny. Like watching the way people chat to each other and um, the way they're describing so, each other's actions. It's Dave, what's the, so yep. what's the objective with this? I mean, are you playing against other players or is this you're well, going this on is, missions this or... is what i'm getting to yeah there's two things that this this uh rests on it it rests on the co-op needs expanding because at the moment it, the main aim of the game is to get uh chess treasure chess you get as many of them on your ship as possible and then get them to an outpost and sell them right so there's a risk reward of hey let's go you know get as many chests as we can but there's also the risk of you might come across another team that are gonna completely annihilate you and steal all your shit right the problem is at the moment the only way of getting those treasure chests are these silly little quests and they're quite fun to do but if that's the only thing that's in the game then it's going to be shit uh so the idea is is that you get a mission and it's usually go to this island then go to that island and on every island you go to there's a clue on where to dig to find a treasure chest. On these islands, there's computer-controlled skeleton things that come and attack you, and you've got to fend them off. Um, they're not. There's not many of them. Uh, it's quite. The, the islands are quite empty at the moment. Um, and uh, I was reading today. There's actually two or three other mission types that's in the final game. I'm hoping they're a little bit more substantial than what's in this. Uh, but again, it's a beta. I don't know what the final game's going to be like. What I will say is, from what I've played, the stuff that's in there is okay, but it's not enough to keep me interested for too long. So I hope the other stuff in the game is just as good and has a lot more depth to it. The other side of the game is coming across other uh, player-controlled pirates. It's fantastic. That's been my so favourite thing so, so is far. it a giant shared universe, a shared world? Like, yes. Okay. It's a, yeah. I, I think it's more like Destiny, where it's segregated servers. Okay, right. Uh, because yeah, separate instances. The, yeah, it's not like a huge world. Um, and we are very rarely coming across other other people in that game. And again, that could be them testing stuff out on the server side and making sure that there's not too many people in one area at one time. Um, but it is quite rare to come across uh, other players. Now, that makes it fun in one respect, because when you do see a boat, it's fucking on. And like it's exciting because it's not a regular occurrence. But in the other side, the other side of things, it would like it to, that to happen a little bit more because you know we played as I say for about three or four hours and we must have come across four other boats. Oh shit! You know what I mean? So there was a lot of us just I, going I, I from island to island. That, then, like oh, there's like loads of boats on the horizon, constant battles. Yeah, like I'd much I get that. that. Yeah, I get that, but. When coming across an enemy boat is so much fun. Like, it, 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 it's so much fun. Because the, the thing is, you're sailing and you've all got your jobs and blah, blah, blah. The whole dynamic changes within your team when you come across an enemy boat. You're like, okay, how are we going to approach these guys? Who's going to be on the cannons? And then when it's all kicking off, it's like, fuck, right, someone needs to fix the boat. Someone needs to get that. You can... <laughs> my favourite thing which I don't think a lot of people have noticed on uh, on this beta yet, 
is that you've got cannons on the side of your boat and it's quite hard to get a direct hit with a cannonball. It's not impossible. In fact, it feels about right. You know what I mean? So you can't just pepper a boat. You need to be skilled at it and you need to be close enough and you need to position your boat correctly because they're very limited with how you can swing them. Um, like you can't just shoot anywhere. Um, but you can also put another crew member in a cannon and fire <laughs> them onto the other boat. And that completely... Like it, it was our mate Zeno would constantly do it. He'd step inside a cannon and would fire him at an enemy boat, and then he'd just kill them all because they're not expecting it. All of a sudden, there's another dude on their boat. It's you know the the um, person-to-person combat is it wipes the floor with any other naval combat that I've ever seen in a game, and everyone praised Black Flag Flag for it, um, but this is a total joke because. You haven't got those cursors. You haven't got the computer-generated visuals of where your cannonballs mm. are going. It's not that easy. This takes a, a very specific skill, uh, and not just from the person that's shooting, but also from the person that's that's uh, controlling the boat and the sails and fixing the ship. It feels like there's got to be a, like a full crew working together for you to take down another boat. You've got to be on it. Um, and, you know, it's tense, it's fun, uh, and there's a lot of tactics involved. It's it's really... It, I'm surprised by how much I, I enjoyed it. Um, and it's got the silly, silly shit in there as well, you know... I don't know how often we'll do this, but we did uh, after a big mission where we come back with about eight eight crates. We all went to the bar and got absolutely hammered, and it was fucking funny watching everyone throw up over each other and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I'm. What I will say is my feeling at the moment: it's going to be an incredible ten hours of gameplay, but has the potential to be like a proper all timer that we could be playing this this time next year and still fucking loving it. Um, and so I'm hopeful that there's enough in the full game and it gets continued support for this to go from a really fun, short experience um, to something that we will constantly go back to. Yeah, there's loads of things uh, like ship upgrades which aren't in the beta and different types of missions which aren't in the beta and stuff. So Yeah, and uh, again, it rests on how well it, it uh, does the whole coming across other players thing. Uh, I think it needs to be scaled up a little bit, not too much, as you say, because you don't want it to be like a complete nightmare. Um, but it does need a little bit more uh, of a chance of you meeting other people. Presumably, there could be like events and stuff in the future as well, like where you could have yeah, like, I think groups to get together or whatever, you know, several ships, you know, that kind of thing. I think there's sea monsters and stuff there's like that. There's definitely yeah, sharks I, and the E3 I, stuff. I, yeah. I, I read something where they said somebody's figured out there's like a kraken in there, there somewhere, is. which would which would be interesting. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, because so, there's there's um there's sharks in it at the moment. There's sharks in the beta, and that's really funny because we've had moments where like there's been a couple, <laughs> there's been a few moments. I'll tell you. So there was one where um there was uh one of us was on the ship just making sure that no one was going to board it while we were out, and I was swimming back with a chest in my hands, and I had two mates around me, and they both started screaming. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I looked behind and there was like a shark about an inch away from my head. Uh, and then my mate shot it with a sniper rifle from the ship and it sort of swam away. It didn't die, but it swam away. But like, that was a really good moment. There was another moment where we all went to this island and they were all looking for the treasure that, that was on their map. But I thought, well, while you're all looking for that, I'm going to go and have a little loot about, look about this island. 
So I went to the other side of the island and I found another loop, like a, a box, a treasure chest, just sitting out in the open. I was like, fuck, I'm having that. What I didn't realise is that the others have returned to the ship and another ship had pulled up and the, the, another two ships had pulled up and there was people having a gunfight on the island that I was at. <laughs> and it, the, the other guys were cracking up. My, the people on my team were cracking up because as this big war was going on, I'm sneaking through the middle of this whole gunfight with a treasure chest, <laughs> which everyone wants, like trying to get away from them. And I managed to make it to the beach before they'd even spotted me. And then, of course, I'm getting peppered with bullets from the, 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 the centre of this island. And they just managed to give me covering fire enough to get back onto the boat. And, and then off we went, but not before absolutely bombarding their ship with like cannonballs <laughs> as we were leaving so they didn't chase us down what does the gunplay it's, feel like so obviously it looks it's obviously very it looks like quite basic but is it fun it's insanely limited it is fun it feels like a um you know it's not it doesn't feel fully fleshed out it doesn't feel as good as say destiny or anything obviously like that but it's well limited you've got like five bullets so you've got five bullets on a pistol and five bullets on a uh a sniper um, and the sniper is very limited on how far it can fire. How's it you know? compared to something like um, Fortnite, gun gunplay wise? Uh, pretty similar, I guess. But again, less manic because you've got essentially ten bullets, and the only way you get more bullets is by returning to your ship and going to the ammo crate. So you've got to be a little bit more sparing with it. The main form of combat you'll be using is your sword. Um, and I haven't, I've fought off skeletons with my sword, but I haven't come across another enemy player where we're just having a sword battle yet. Um, but that looks like it might, might be a little bit more complicated than it originally seems. Um, also, the game is stunning to look at. Like, I, I, I was always worried about the art style. I didn't think it looked that great. Um, but when you're out in sea and the waves are moving and the light is like reflecting off the water, it looks absolutely incredible. Um, it's just, you know, like the, the actual characters themselves look shit, but. <laughs> Everything around you, like the wind moving, the sails and uh, the boat, like bobbing in the water, all that stuff looks fucking stunning. Um, I'm, I'm, I've gone from being mildly interested to bang up for this. Um, and I'm fully aware that there's a chance that it's not going to be as good as it could potentially be. But I'm willing to take that risk now because we had so much fun with it Friday night. Um, yeah, this... This could be an all-timer. I'm not going to call it, but uh, but I'm I'm a lot yeah, more hopeful. Yeah, I, I, I haven't had a chance to play it up to now, but the, uh, because there were some issues when the beta first started, they've extended it for another couple of days. So mm. I think it runs until the 31st. So that's Wednesday. So if you're listening to this uh, on the day this podcast comes out, you might still have a chance to play it. I'm, I'm hopefully going to get a chance to play it tomorrow. It does look. Is great. Is this the last beta? Are they doing an open beta? I've no, I've no idea. I mean, I, I, I guess I would assume so, but who knows. But the the only so. the only way to get into this is through like pre order, isn't it? Like you have to pre order it to get a code. No, because I, I I think you, if you sign up as like a see if he's insider before December or January, you automatically got added to this. But also, if you pre order, yeah, you and get I mean a code. it's easy to get a code. You just go on Amazon, order the game, use the code, and then <laughs> cancel your pre order. I mean, it's so such a stupid system. But there you go. You're not breaking any laws or doing anything wrong. Just do that. Um, but um, my word, I, like, Sean, I genuinely think you'll love it. Matt, I know you're going to love it. Um, James, I think you with your mates that you play every Friday, yeah, I failed to see how you won't have fun with this. That's that's what I thought, but then I just thought of, like, 
one of these people in particular trying to work as a yeah, team could be hard work. Is, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, yeah, is, yeah, a, is yeah, a big yeah. problem. So, yep, know. yep. Um, yeah, Sean, you've got player. Yeah, I've got, I've player, got access. Um, it's just finding the time to play it with people. Are you on tomorrow night, Dave? I will most likely be on tomorrow cool. night. Yeah, give that a go. We'll try and we'll try and get a room together. We'll try and get a boot together. Nice one. Um, I want to yeah, give it a got, try. We tried did, the other the night, crazy, but you were busy. The crazy thing is, well, no, that, that's the problem. That's the problem with our group of friends at the moment. It's so unpredictable that how many people are playing, and we, it just so happened that at that time we had four mm. players, and that was that. Um, and really, you need to play this with four. I've not played it as a two. I played it as one, which was fun, but nowhere near what a four players. Yeah. Right, four players just seems perfect. Um, I don't know, man. I, I'm. I'm really, really excited now. <laughs> it's just, I love the, I love that teamwork. Are you excited because it. it's only going to cost you a tenner if you get your Xbox Games Pass? If yeah, so. man. <laughs> and plus, it helps, doesn't it? Half Life yeah, Three, exactly. Definitely cancel Sorted. that pre-order that I've got. <laughs> There's no point. How much is it? Is it? Yeah, is it full think, whack? Yeah, it's full. It was, okay. full, was it? Yeah. Not fifth, 40 quid. I thought it was 40 quid, wasn't it? No, it's 40 quid. I could be wrong. I can't remember. It's 58 games I mean, currently. It's going to be, it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. It's such a weird one to worry about because I know that there's more stuff in the final game, but there's still, that stuff has to be a little bit more interesting than what's in this, which it should be. But fuck. Yeah. Looks good. I'm excited. See if he's better than I thought it would be so far. <laughs> Stick that um, in the box. Speaking of good games, James has been raving about uh, a game called Celeste oh, all week. Shit. I have, yeah. And this this is a game that was recommended to me by John Denton um, because... Well, we're all huge Towerfall fans, yeah. so... I've never played um, it. What? So I've never played Whoa. it. You have played it. Well, yeah, I played it at your house for a very brief, like, you know, for about 20 minutes. Yeah, it was a two-player thing, so it didn't really work, yeah, yeah. but still. But no, because when that came out, I was in China and didn't have, like, a PlayStation and, yeah, the whole thing, so I never played that. But... I mean, this, and also, this is also a style of game which I've never really been, you see, I really love platformers, but I've never really been into that whole, like, this is really hard, you just have to keep repeating it until you get through it, kind mm. of thing, because that's... Do you not play Super Meat Boy? No, I don't play that either, because for the same reason, I just thought that doesn't look interesting to me. But, I mean, I was completely wrong, and now probably I would like to play Super Meat Boy, because this game I, I really loved, because, I mean, the whole point of this game is to you're supposed to be trying to climb to the top of a mountain... And it takes place over seven chapters. And basically, the reason I found this obviously really interesting is because each screen is a platforming puzzle. And like death is obviously really frequent, but it doesn't matter because the restart is really close. So you die, but then within a second, you're back to where you were. So it's, it doesn't really matter. So the whole point of the death is it's a learning experience. And they keep telling you this as well. Like during the, um, there's like, you know, these sort of like little letters that you get. And it says things like, you know, every death is a learning experience, which is kind of cool. Um, but then what happens also is that each chapter you get like a new mechanic to, that you have to try and figure out so that you can like traverse the level. And it, it's not, it's like this, this new mechanic, it doesn't like sort of help you really. I mean, it does help you, but it's not like something which is like a power up or something like that. It's just like you need to figure this out so that you can mm. get through. Which is, which is, you know, it works really well. And I mean, in each level, there's also all these like optional strawberries and stuff to find as well, where like 
you can go into like one of the rooms and there'll be like a strawberry somewhere and you've got to try and figure out how to get through that. And the puzzles for those get harder and harder and harder. And in the beginning, I was like making sure I was going through and trying to collect all of those. But by chapter three, they were getting seriously challenging. And then I just wanted to, I was just like, okay, I'm going to come back to this because I just want to see what comes next. (laughs) Because each chapter, although it takes place on the mountain, is completely different. Like the the visual style is completely different. Like the objective of what you're trying to achieve by the end of it is is completely different as well. And uh, yeah, it, that kind of works. And also, I mean, you find these cassette tapes as well throughout, which unlock even harder remixed versions of the levels you're playing. And yeah, they are very very difficult. I mean, there's also an interesting backstory, which is sort of you know a story which is being sort of told throughout this about sort of like. And, you know, based on like the idea of like persistence and also like feelings of depression and everything. But I don't mm. really want to go into that because it's really well executed, works really well, and is yeah, is quite touching. But yeah, it's uh, it's great and also fantastic music. But I mean, the best thing about it is also towards the end of each chapter, you have these like boss battles where obviously you have to combine all the skills that you've learned through getting through each level to try and get through them. And some of them go on for like a really significant long period of time where you get to the point where you're like, I don't think I can keep doing this. I don't think I can keep, I don't think I can get through to the next stage. I just can't do it. And then, but you do. And then it's like, it's got to be, this has got to be the last one. It's like, no, there's another one and it's even harder. And they just keep like ramping it up and ramping it up. And it's, it's, but it feels so good. Like when you get to the end, I mean, I played, I played through the whole thing, like, well, you know, not, you know, the entire game, 100% kind of thing, but I, I completed all, like, the seven chapters in a day because I had, like, a day off work and I just sat there and I just couldn't stop playing because I just wanted to get, I just wanted to get through to the end and see what was going to come next. And, yeah, it was quite a journey. It's, uh, I mean, also, they, the other thing they, they have added to this is you can use assists. And so they mm. add these, like, things like, um, you know, like, more air jumps and things you can do or, you know, invincibility, you know, this kind of stuff. But, I mean, I didn't use any of these because I just thought that sounds like cheating and I want to see if I can get through. But probably for the remix levels, probably I would because, yeah, they're they're really, really tough. But, I mean, this, this has turned me on to, like, a genre that I think I could probably become really quite addicted to because it is... um. Yeah, just keep trying it over and over again. It it is really interesting, and it is interesting to see, you know, the way you can learn and the fact that it's just trying to figure out these platforming puzzles, which you don't really get, you know, so much in other things. But it's fantastic. I mean, Matt, you've been playing it as well, yeah. I have also been playing, yeah. So I I am, I, um, I obviously love Towerfall. I, I I knew about this game and I was excited about this game, but I I didn't I hadn't really looked too deeply into it. I didn't know it as a a really really hard game and you know obviously i'm shit at games so um i uh i'm only up to like, chapter three so far and i i've i've really loved everything i played about it i, I love i love the music i love the writing uh graphic it's looks absolutely gorgeous everything about it is brilliant but um it is i, I know for a fact this game's gonna beat me before i beat it it's it, it already it's getting super tough and um i had this this chase it's not like you to just like quit a game is it it's also i mean i'm surprised Matt. chapter three yeah that only takes about an hour to get that far <laughs> i mean how long have you been playing uh, I think I think I checked my clock and it was like four hours. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because also at the end of each like, chapter tells you how many deaths you, you you've like yeah. had. And I think I was like five hundred deaths or something. I uh, yeah, anyway. I like I like how Matt said. Um, 
Oh yeah, yeah. Because obviously I am shit at games, and but like us, our mates didn't turn around and go, "No, nah, Matt, come on, man, you're all right." We just like sort of just <laughs> nodded. I'm no, pretty no sure nine. we all just like nodded. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, but basically, I, I've loved it. But at the end of chapter two, there's this chase a bit, which was so stressful i almost had a nervous <laughs> breakdown I, 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 what was stressful I, well, about basically it? i don't like being chased in real life <laughs> I don't like being chased I've, got, I've got to remember what? this next time we go up to Leeds I'm, I'm no, totally no, going to chase you I, I will punch you I swear to fucking god James don't how often does that happen yeah some of the office said that today um, it doesn't happen often at all really but I just I hate the feeling it's like someone, someone the other day asked me about like my fears and I was like oh you know I'm, I'm okay with most things I'm okay with creepy crawlies etc but I totally forgot that I just I fucking hate being chased oh my god it's just the worst thing ever it's so just like, out you of interest just, you, just, yeah, you just said it doesn't happen often that does indicate that it does actually happen <laughs> no, it doesn't happen often, but i just the feeling of being chased and i can't remember I, matt when we were playing airsoft on your um stag do yeah. and we all had to chase you down when you had that pink tutu on what, what was that bad no i think i was half pissed so it, it, it was an issue then <laughs> right, but I, I mean i think it all stems from like when i was really young a dog was chasing me across the field and like, about to bite me and i don't know it's, it's a clear like a deep-seated issue i've got and anyway, i hate being chased and there's a dog basic, was chasing you no, across a, a dog the field was chasing me to like bite me or whatever and i was like ran 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 away from the dog and i ran to my front door like mom mom look, let me in and she didn't let me in um i didn't get a bit <laughs> You no, in? well, I don't know. She, was, she couldn't hear me. Whatever. Anyway, just filming clearly, it. Clearly, James' childhood memory now means I'm scared of being chased. And the, at the end of uh, end of chapter two, it basically there's like this there's a chase sequence, and it's oh, uh, it was it's hard anyway because I'm like trying to make sure I hit like the right platforms, do certain moves because you, you can obviously you can it's it, it, you, you jump as you would in any other game, but it's also like a dash move. Uh, which you can do to get to d- d- different um, to different platforms. You can only do one dash move per jump, uh, but there are these little green uh, little green diamonds you can pick up, which allow you to, to basically I think they basically reset all your cooldowns, so you can do yeah, multiple right. jumps. And there's loads of them whilst getting chased. And oh god, I, I it was it's just so bad. All of a sudden, nervous breakdown. This is but why I did I mean, get through. That- it. I did get through it, but. I'm I just can't, can't imagine what's going to happen later because that just gets ramped up like significantly well, I'm not as it, do it goes on. I'm, I, I'm I mean, still enjoying yeah, it. In, I, in I, a level later on in the game, you get chased by a dog in a field, <laughs> Matt, and then your mum don't let I'll you just, in. I'll, I'll, this is fucking I'll nightmare. Be sick. Well, that's it. Matt, I just... can, I, can I ask you because you're, you're playing this on Switch? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Are you have you mostly played it in handheld mode? Yeah, mostly. I, last night when I was trying to do that chase sequence, I played uh, using a pro controller on TV, and it was great. But I, I, I found it largely fine on switch i mean i, I listened you, to a podcast today the... and they were saying god i can never imagine playing this on a switch it must be awful um but i mean are you using the analog stick or are you using like the 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 d-pad oh, no, i'm using the analog stick of course yeah see that oh, i don't understand that because really? <laughs> no because it's this is the kind of game you have to use a d-pad for it yeah, yeah, otherwise... yeah but, but there's loads of like things we have to hold like right trigger and then like you move like diagonal up or, you know diagonal up right up left to do like that dash mechanic See, I played. Surely. I mean, I played it on PlayStation, and like, I don't know. It just felt better. It, games like this always feel better, much better to me on, on like a on a D pad than on a stick. Yeah, it, it it, just feels... If it's an eight way D pad, then sure. But like, there's loads of things where you've got literally a whole like diagonal up left to do like a dash up. Especially mm. in that chase sequence, there's loads of them. Like. That was one of the things that really bugged me about Mario Odyssey's two D sections. You couldn't use a yeah. D-pad for it, could you? No, you couldn't. I was like, "What? Well, this feels really it feels weird." Wrong, though, this doesn't it? First... it? It, it, it always feels bit, wrong yeah. to me to like play like two D games like with with like a, a stick. It just feels weird. Yeah, I'm kind of the same to be honest with you. Anyway, um, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm not. 
I, I, it's gonna it's gonna be me very soon. But um, yeah, I think it's fantastic. I, I can't remember how much it is, but um, I, I'm loving it's... everything about it. Like writing, particularly. It was also um, uh, okay. So I met I met a character, and he mentioned that he's that, that, that he's been like sharing photos. And I searched for that character's name on Instagram, and there's like an account and stuff. Yeah, so, it tells like the whole. So, it's, it's awesome because it tells the whole story as well. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's great. they've already done some clever things, and not just in the game, but ex- outside as well. But yeah, I, I, I think that the I think the game's clearly got a lot of different meanings, and uh, I haven't finished it, obviously nowhere near. But already you can tell that this isn't literally just about someone climbing a mountain. It is. It's talking about different things, um, and, and I, I think that's really interesting. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it's a great game so far, but it's, I'm not going to be able to beat it, no way. But you can. I mean, if you... I think you can I guess. do it if you use some assists. Matt's also playing Dark Souls at, at Oh my God, right, right, okay. Though. This game is so fucking stressful. I was so looking forward to Sunday night relaxing Dark Souls. Like, <laughs> oh. I mean, I, like, this weekend has been horrendous. Yeah. I've had this uh, Celestial Trolls game in Nerves Breakdown. Dark Souls didn't do particularly well. I've had a camera up my arse. So it's been such a weekend. Um, oh yeah, you had your camera up your yeah, arse, didn't you? You, you, you had a... What they call recommend it to everyone. Hang on, it wasn't an Instagram thing. I thought. Well, this is this is what I'm thinking. (laughs) Like like, Instagram story. Did you need Did you need it, or did you just want it for content? (laughs) Because you literally did an Instagram story on it, which was very good. Wheeled into content, Dave. So. Right. Okay. So I've got a question about that. So if you haven't seen it, go to Matt's Instagram. Although, is it gone? No, I've I've saved it. Don't worry. Right. So Matt got a camera up his ass. Uh, We've all and been there. He, there's the footage that he put on Instagram. Uh, there's no way that you, you must have said, "Can I Instagram this to them?" Well, right? I, I, I did, and they said, "You can't Instagram while it's actually happening because it's confidential." And I was like, "Well, I'll blur out the bits anyway." Um, so it was I, confidential I to me. I'm. A, I, <laughs> I know it's my arsehole. <laughs> yeah. It's my inside. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but I, I, I did have a bit. I mean, um, it was fine. But. I mean, even asking that, like, I wouldn't have the balls to go to a doctor. It's content, though. I, know, it's, I mean, yeah. you're literally, you don't want to stick a camera up my ass. I know you don't. A- like, everyone in the theatre was, was laughing. I was like, look, can I Instagram this? Like, and they're like, no, you can't do it. I was like, oh, look, it's not that bad. Like, no, no, you really can't do it. And the, the, actual, the guy who did it after gave me some pictures of, of my insides. I didn't put them on because it that is a bit too much but it's fascinating to see like literally a camera inside me if anyone's seen Stranger Things series 2 it's a bit like the tunnel um, only slightly less <laughs> David Harbour uh, but yeah crazy uh, I, I, I am healthy though if anyone's concerned good I don't think anyone was really yeah. but go on okay so what yeah what were you saying I don't know uh, it's just a oh, special yeah, weekend. Okay, we, 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 briefly, we briefly mentioned Dark, oh, Dark yeah, Souls. Dark Souls yeah. You need to stop worrying about not progressing, Matt, because you're going to go mental later yeah, if, the, I, if you was, worried I, about was, last night. Basically, so I did like a... Well, I, I was in Blighttown. I'd got, I, was, I got to Blighttown last time and I was 90 minutes into this week's stream and I was still at the same save point because uh, I kept basically fucking up. I wasn't learning. I wasn't really... I was just kept making silly mistakes. Eventually, I did get to the bottom of Blighttown and get to that, that other bonfire um, and yeah. I had a couple of goes Sean, at Quaylag. My favourite my favorite thing about the stream last night was um, Matt was really, really struggling to get to the second uh, bonfire in mm-hmm. Blighttown. And then he did this whole thing where he wanted to level up, I think, or he wanted to uh, do something. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, that was it. He said, oh, no, I haven't got enough Estus flask. Uh, I'm never going to make the bottom now. So what I'll do is I'll just go and sit down on the bonfire and then I can, uh, you know, go, you know, get yeah. down there. 
And then he sat down in the bonfire, walked out, and went, "Oh, the enemies have respawned." <laughs> and I just thought, "Matt, that's like no, yeah, how was it taking you?" Nearly just when I say twenty six hours of playing, else and I, I, yeah, amazing. But I never <laughs> sit down. It's uh, whatever. I got confused. He's got all the way to Plight Town and didn't realise that sitting up bonfire respawns the enemies. No, no, I, 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 I think I said I up? think this is the case, but just you know, had to be clarified. Yeah, so anyway, I, I I tried Craylag a couple of times, and like, first time I got an and half, um, and I've I haven't quite got the the knack down, but I'll I'll, I'll definitely beat her next time and move on from there. Cool. Well, let let me tell you this, Matt. There are going to pl- be plenty of streams where you finish worse off than when you started. (laughs) There will be plenty of those. Don't worry about it. You've just got to keep playing. You're concentrating, you're worrying too much. Just keep playing. You will get through this. I guarantee you will get through this. But there will be moments where you... you, If you're worried about what happened last night, which, I mean, it took you two hours to get to the second bonfire in Blight Town, Uh, right? For some people, they do it a lot quicker. For some people, it takes them far longer to get there. So don't think that you're doing a bad job. And as I say, if that's breaking you up, when you get to Analondo, there will be moments where you think, well, no, I'm actually far, far off (laughs) now. What am I going to do? I'm still still enjoying it, although it was frustrating last night. It's worth it just for the the moments you do succeed and power through. And everyone said, look, you have made progress, Matt. You got to the bonfire. You got to that boss. So I know the next one I do, and I... I want to do a midweek one. I, just, I, I keep forgetting or not having time. But next next stream I do, I'm going to beat her and then go on from there. I think next time, actually, what yeah, I need to do is I need to upgrade my weapon because my weapon is pretty gash. I was like, I've only yeah, it took upgraded me like a plus five long swords. I need to do something about that. I think everyone, everyone in the stream said, look, you can definitely beat this boss with this weapon, but you, you need to sort something out for the next one. So... Yeah, I'm gonna have to do something about yeah, it. Yeah, you had you had a lot of trouble with Kai Lag, didn't you, James? I do remember going back and doing it over and over again, and then I got that thing on my head, you know, the egg thing, <laughs> and that was yeah, that was uh, yeah, it was not fun. Yeah, Matt doesn't know what that is yet. I don't think anyone's gonna warn nope. him either. Okay, um, cool. So uh, the the only other game I've got because I said going back to Celeste, I said to James today, oh man, I should really buy Celeste, and he went no. Buy oxen free instead. Yeah, you so should. You should. You've been play playing that. that. Why would you say I should play oxen no, free instead say, of? Celeste? I didn't say instead. I said as yes, well did. as. It's um right, okay. But you went no 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 get oxen free. Well, oxen no, free has been like four quid, hasn't it? So I think yeah, loads of people like, have picked it like up. It's like three pound fifty or something on Switch. It's totally worth it. Okay, come on then. Why should I? Why should I play that? Um, I think you'd like it because it's got a similar kind of vibe to. I wouldn't say it's similar to Life is Strange, but there is there is like. Some beats which are uh, quite similar, like storytelling ones, yeah. I think, that you'd like. It's, so um, what is it then? Is it Because I looked at screenshots of it and it looked like a point and click. It reminded me of that Kentucky Route oh, yeah. Zero. Yeah, it's kind of like that. I mean, it is, it's a 2D sort of, um, it's a 2D game, but it's, it's, is point and click, but without the point and click, it's yeah. you basically just walk around. It's, I mean, it's a bit like a walking simulator in a sense, you know, with that. And uh, you, you know, you have like multiple answers to, you know, people talk to you, and then you can like choose what you want to say. And it is just a case of going from A to B, but it's a really, it's a nicely told story. I mean, it's not amazing, but it's, it's a, it's. I mean, have you played it, Sean? I haven't. I bought it for four pounds, and I'm looking forward to getting into it, but no, I've not played it yet. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's only it's less than four hours long. Mm-hmm. I mean, Matt, you could play it pound an hour, and it's. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 really good. It's um yeah, it's a lot of fun. I played it over this weekend and uh, kind of got 
really sort of sucked into the story. It's, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, and is it, does it do anything interesting? Does it, is it literally just a, uh, just a basic story told through, um, just wandering about? Uh, pretty much. I mean, it's, it's a horror, it's supposed to be like a horror story as such, but it's, I don't think it really, it is that much. It's not really that scary. I'll be honest, think. you're not selling it to me. <laughs> I mean, other than you saying you've absolutely, you've got to play this, you go, oh, no, because it's, okay. it's, I don't want to say too much right because story. it will spoil like aspects of it. And it's, I don't want to do that because. <sighs> Has it got twists in it and stuff? Um, no, not really. And that's <laughs> what is this? What? This is the worst recommendation ever. No, because what? Okay, so a, a game doesn't have to have twists to be good. It's no, you know, but it has to have something. And so far, you've just told me it's wandering about and it tells a half decent, okay story. Well, that's it, basically. It doesn't do anything. Here's a recommendation: if you bought it from Game, you'd get four p of credit. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to that. Uh, okay, right. Well, I'm probably not, I've I've <laughs> I've actually just, just buy it, David. Like, it's good. It's it's like less than four quid. It's nothing. Just buy it. You be your the main way of convincing me to buy this game so far is that it's cheap. <laughs> like it's not. You've not actually said it's okay. It's anything cheap, that's and it's a good story. There you go. It's a good story. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll think about it. Right, okay. Is that everything? Have we mentioned everything we've been playing? Yeah, I finished yeah. Life Strange episode one. We enjoyed it. Ooh. Oh, what did you make yeah, of it? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I, I, I was, I, I'm really looking forward to playing the next one. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> Nothing really to add other than that, but uh managed to finish that. You've still not touched no, it, Sean? I'm aware it's an error. I do intend to get around to it. Uh, it's, hard. it's a harder thing to recommend after I played okay. the Fair Bomb. <laughs> Just don't expect the third episode right. to be any good. First two are really good, though. Oh, yeah, cool. they were great. yeah uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, okay, time for tweets and questions. John Denton. Oh, okay, I don't want to do this again. It's, <laughs> I was, I thought I was, I thought I was shot of this, and now it's back again. I've got. I mean, I'm not going to say all that. Like, if you want to email us stuff, because Matt's already done it. So I'm just going to well, start reading. Really just say it, James. Some oh, of these emails are very long. I know that's the other problem. It's um, I mean, well, it's not a problem if you just filter them out. <laughs> but that's that's the thing because if I do that, then like Matt starts going on about the censorship. I mean, if you and, like, start you reading this email straight away, you'd be halfway through it now. Exactly, John cuts it down, right? And then we wouldn't say about the censorship, right? Here's the difference: John just reads out the email, but with bits cut out, right? So we don't even notice that they're that, that he's cut it down. James used to go. We says stuff about the show, but we didn't read that. <laughs> like that's the difference. You highlight like the bits that you don't like. If anything, it's just rude. No, because he used to say, "Is that it?" And I'd say, "Well, there's all the other stuff as well about how the show's great and everything." But I don't want to go into that. It's boring, isn't it? Cool. All right, okay, let's go. Right, we've already spent far too long talking about how you don't want to read the emails and not enough time reading the emails. Okay, the quicker you do, the quicker it's one. done. Hey, TCGS, uh, glad to hear there was such an interest in Labo on last week's show. I was thinking about the product. In what? Labo. Labo, right, okay. Yeah. I was thinking about the product and I thought a great model for selling it would be a monthly subscription service, like those crate services that were so popular a year or two back. People sign up for smaller monthly payments and get a new Labo kit to work on in the post each month. Then every six months, the previous six months kits would be gathered up and sold as variety packs in retail. That way, subscribers would get early access to the kits, but they would remain exclusive. Parents and kids uh, could make it a monthly routine assembling the kits with each other, and it means smaller individual payments. 
On Nintendo's end, it means subscribers are buying every pack rather than picking and choosing, and customers are making involvement in the Nintendo ecosystem a regular occurrence. Do you think this model that's, could work? There's that's, that's no way better than in choosing individual models. There's the, that's, no, that's not better at all. Um, and... Uh, but I mean, people were making jokes about how it could be like that magazine. You know, you get those magazines. Yeah, I said that last week. Build, yeah. build your own train. <laughs> you, you'll get a wheel a week for <laughs> twelve pounds an magazine. issue. <laughs> <laughs> the train, and then in small text, train will actually end up costing you about three grand. <laughs> but it's not that. It's like the first one's widely publicised, and after that, it's impossible to find the other yeah. magazines. Like, yeah, no, it on. totally is, isn't it? Yeah, you pick, pick the first one in WH Smith. Have you got that train one on? No, don't stop that anymore. <laughs> but, mate, hey, but, but I've got the wheels. No, mate. No, it's quite hard to find. <laughs> Any of you ever build one of those? You're, like, you're... That whole thing. I no. did when I was a kid. There was some fucking dino. I think the magazine was called Dinosaurs! Exclamation mark. And they did. It was like a. <laughs> and it was a kit to build a T Rex. I mean, I was only like seven, so I think I'm think I'm allowed. <sighs> I really miss your story. <laughs> glow in the dark. <laughs> glow in the dark T Rex. <laughs> we were all sitting there. You speak, finish talking, and we were all going, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, and then I had a toy dinosaur. No, I, I see. I understand what you're saying about the subscription thing. I think that is worse off for the consumer. <laughs> like I, I genuinely look. They're selling it the way they're selling it. I haven't really got anything against that. That's fine. I just wish that there was a cheaper buy-in for... I, I don't know. When you see... Like, as I said last week, when you see how toys are sold these days, it's not, here's a 60 quid thing, do you want it? Like, if it's something that's going to be constantly coming out, they're going to be bringing new stuff out, like, for example, Lego and uh, Hot Wheels and stuff like that, then gets involved with a £5 RC car then people will eventually start buying more expensive stuff uh, like the piano and shit like that. Uh, I I like that idea. But then it's just launched, so let's see what they do in the future. They might split things up. What do you think about it, Sean? Uh, Obviously, you haven't been on since it was announced. Are you going to get it? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get it immediately, but yeah, I I think it's really cool. I'm really excited about it. Um yeah, I mean, Isaac's here, but what, probably about... I mean, Harry's still too young for it, I reckon. Yeah, no, so, Isaac's getting yeah, it's nothing out of it. a few years away. Yeah. Totally getting it. It's, uh, yeah, Rachel's no, yeah, really like I'm, excited. I'm, yeah, I'm more excited for like people like James who have two kids who are like the right age. I mean, they'll probably be fighting over it and trash it mm-hmm. in two weeks, but... Well, they do um, that anyway over everything at the moment. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but this <laughs> is it, isn't it? Like, people, people are going... Um, uh, oh, you kids are going to destroy these things. You want to see Harry's Hot Wheel garage? It's insane. <laughs> Seventy quid that cost us, and it is just ripped to pieces. <laughs> um, but no, like I, I really appreciate the fact. I don't. I don't know if you might have already discussed this. Apologies if you have. Um, but as you are building the kit and it's taking you through it, like it explains how everything works and how it like uses the IR sensor and what the sensor is going to be looking at and 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 shit like that, which I think is really smart like it's sort of interesting as an adult but as a kid it'll blow your fucking mind so i just had a thought mm. you know the rc car you know how that works yeah right you it uses the vibration yeah, in the yeah, controllers yeah. to move the carpal thing along. Yeah. Oh, we could actually test that out like now put the joy cons <laughs> in the joy con grip and you know it's got that function where you can make them buzz to find <laughs> out where they are <laughs> Can you make it move? What around? if that works? 
That really? is that's a potential good tweet. I hopefully I've put that out there before <laughs> before the podcast goes up. <laughs> I'm gonna try that. Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, okay. so there's like a sort of like sort of an educational angle, but not with you know not ramming it down your throat or anything. Just like oh, by the way, this is sort of how this works. If you care, if you don't, whatever. Um, yeah, I think it's such a fucking smart idea. Really excited. It is. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Next question. Okay, this is a long one. Um, oh God. Well, maybe. I, thought, I mean, uh, it's also a critique. Maybe just don't get open to the with question. that. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hey guys, excellent podcast. I've been listening since you guys started, and I must say it's somewhat of an acquired taste, but very Mm -hmm. entertaining nonetheless. (laughs) Is that a dig? The whole thing is a dig. It's your way. Oh god! I mean, this this should be an iTunes review, but a nice, not a nice one. It's Um, like when people, you know, when men think they're being like somehow special by fancying a woman who's not conventionally beautiful, and they're like, (laughs) "Do you know what? Do you know what? I think she's attractive." It's like, "Oh, well done." Well done, you. That's what this guy's doing with us. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. Go on. I was introduced to David via Chet and John's. <laughs> I was introduced to David via Chet and John's reassuringly finite gaming playlist. So I'm very happy I can I get to hear John on a podcast again on a regular basis. Hi, John. He, he's not here. Um, at least now David <laughs> isn't alone in keeping the show on the rails and moving forward. On the previous episode, John's little bit on Street Fighter V was such a nice, coherent, and well-structured breath of fresh air, preceded by Matt stumbling and mumbling to explain this driving too, and Jones not making a point at all about his wife preferring a single combined Labo purchase over split cheaper sets. I helped, He's so right. I helped, He's so right. Nonsense. I helped James a bit here because the point I think he wanted to make is a valid one. Buying one big combined package is very clear in terms of content and total purchase price. Having to buy a smaller single package means, especially for someone who isn't super into the video games industry, the total amount that can will be bought is unclear. The total purchase price is obscured, and as with kids, if you just get one single package, it is always the wrong one. Again, love the show and also loving the Dark Souls stream. Matt, you are doing a... Spelt Matt wrong. Uh, you are doing a great <laughs> job, Frick. but you could do with a bit more confidence every now and then. I've <laughs> yeah, written so, down... Uh, I mean, s- that in my life as well, but yeah. Cool. <laughs> don't, don't worry, he's got, he's got a list of things to help oh, you. Great. Uh, most of these are Dark Souls regular mistakes lessons to be learned, but applied to the stream performance. So yeah, he's got a lot here. Uh, stop pressing forward on the left stick while attacking. Uh, this is causing your right, okay, yeah, yeah, that's good advice. I this is causing your accidental leaps and kicks during sword fighting. Uh, do not skip mobs because they are not worth your time, and you don't want to bother with them. So try uh, so far trying to skip stuff has cost you the most time out of everything. Also, fighting those again spot on. Yeah, I, I mean, on. admittedly, I, I don't. I, I do take time to kill these. Every now and then, I'm like, sorry, I'm going to run through, and I, I I die quickly. So. <laughs> He says, also, fighting those trash mobs builds routine and gives you a better feeling of timing. You have far to go before those silly dregs are truly not worth your time. Stop using heavy attacks so much when a regular... This is so passive-aggressive, isn't it? I love this guy. (laughs) He's the best, because not only that, he's bang on about a lot of points here. Stop using heavy attack so much when a regular attack would suffice. Yeah, definitely, yeah. No, that's a definite... I know, my bad, yeah. Do not. You keep saying that though. You keep saying it's tempting oh, yeah, no, to I get me to do better stamina management. Yeah, I do need to stop using the the right trigger, and then you just do it the next yeah. round. It's fucking infuriating. Do not attack when you have no stamina. Yep. Uh, do not move towards an enemy when you have no stamina. Yep. <laughs> blocking with your shield does not work without stamina. Yep. If you want to attack <laughs> after blocking, true. check if you have stamina left. Probably not. Yep. <laughs> then check your stamina. <laughs> 
It's great to ask for tips, etc., but sometimes do a little reality check, step back, and think about it yourself. I understand it might be a bit of an act, but it's, all, but it's also fun on stream to see someone else, uh, someone solve a challenge by himself. Asking the viewers and debating comments for ten minutes whether jumping in the fire will burn you or not I didn't do is that. quite boring. Is quite boring, and chat is just clouding your judgment for those simple things. I'm paraphrasing here, but that's what it boils down to. No time like the present to learn how to kill these enemies, which you repeatedly say you will do another time. It is fun to see you progress. This is the best yeah. email of all time. I'm, I'm, I'm this is the best one I've ever got. Next time I'm on it when I play next. I was, right, hoping, got... I was sort of hoping he was going to follow the stamina bit with like, when you run out of health, you will die. Remember <laughs> <laughs> on next week's one. He continues, you're doing great, Matt. You're getting better. The panic attacks, button mashing moments are part of the game. Don't worry. Slowly and surely, you are mastering them. Keep up the good work. So keep up the great po- uh, great work with the podcast. Oh, I think that's to all of us, not just Matt. It has steadily improved, and it doesn't look like it is going to stop anytime soon. Best regards, L Driver. See, I, I, I'll it's tell you... amazing email, thank you. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing, right? We we get a lot of like we get comments of like oh no you're a bit harsh on that that emailer and that's that a bit out of order or whatever. You, when it's not about us being criticised, you could criticise us, but do it like that. I mean, <laughs> everything he said is pretty much bang on there, <laughs> and he was passive aggressive about it. So <laughs> I mean, that's perfect. It's perfect. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, absolutely bang on, and also. Um, about the what you've been playing section, I think it's got a lot better since since John come on knows what he's talking about. Bumbling through disc drive. <laughs> I pre-ordered that game today. Very so did I. You can now Why pre-order to, a free-to-play pre-order mobile, a, yeah, game. mobile game. That doesn't yeah, make I any sense. I just wanted to. Okay. No, yeah, I've done it. I've done the same. I, just, yeah. I suppose it means that I don't have to think about when it's out. It just automatically downloads to my phone. But oh yeah, baby. Let's see if that works. Go on. Okay, next one's from Dave. He says, Hi guys, love the show. I've recently received a bonus from work, and as it's my birthday next month, right. I can spend it on myself. Show off. My first world Spon- dilemma is do I get an d- HTC Vive? Tip jar, you know what I mean? Are you, fin- are you finished, Matt? Can I continue? Okay. <laughs> See, crap comments. Can you just let me read these things? Anyway, <laughs> my first that's fair point. That's, that's the talking over him that the people are talking about. Yeah, it's proper I mean, annoying. My first world dilemma is, do I get an HTC Vive to enjoy VR gaming at home, or should I get a Switch? I don't travel around that much, so portability of the Switch will only be an advantage when I go to the indoors and sitting in the living room while my partner watches TV, and maybe the occasional long-haul flight, which is roughly once every two years. I would like to add that Skyrim is my all-time favourite game and would love to play it in VR. We'd love to hear your thoughts, and that's from Dave. Um, I mean, the instant thing to say, like your instant reaction is get a Switch. They're amazing. Yeah. But it sounds I mean, like he man, really wants a VR, to be honest. I mean, exactly. Yeah. It sounds like he's made up his mind already and is thinking, yeah, but by the sounds of it, I should be getting a Switch. Do you know what I mean? Like he's mm. he's trying to. Com- I don't yeah, know. Like he, I think he knows on paper the Switch is the better answer, but he wants talking into the VR. Get the VR then, mate. If 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 you're more interested in that, then get the VR. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Switch is incredible. I've loved every every time I booted that machine up. I've loved it. I've, um, I've had I mean, a lot more fun I, with the Switch than I than I have in Skyrim in VR. I'll be honest. It's uh, yeah, but yeah. you got to remember you got PSVR, yeah, and not HD HTC Vive. But like the Vive is meant to be the bollocks, right? <clears throat> I suppose the other question yeah, is like, problem. have you got yeah. like a 
room to dedicate to it because you have to fuck around with a camera and stuff, don't you? That's true. That might be a That's factor. True. And also, if you're saying a negative point towards the Switch is that you don't travel around a lot, um, I don't travel around a lot and I still get an insane amount of usage yeah. out of my Switch. Yeah, yeah, so. uh, I'm on Rocket League probably an hour a night these days. <laughs> like Joe's watching shit telly, Rocket League goes straight <laughs> on. Um, yeah, so I've, I mean, I, I don't take it, it very rarely leaves the front room. Yeah, I'm using all the functions that that game has, that that game's console has to offer, like constantly. Uh, it's well good. I've not played Rocket League on the Switch in docked mode once, uh, because obviously I'll, I'll play the PS4 if, it, yeah. if I want it on the telly, um, or the Xbox One. Um, but yeah, had just having it in my hands when I can't have access to the telly is just too good. So yeah, we can't give you a definitive answer, but go- by going by that email alone, it sounds like you're leaning towards the Vive, and uh, I don't blame you. Also, I mean, yeah, the Vive costs what, like 600 quid or whatever. Mm. Maybe you might get like an amazing month or two out of that, sell that and get the Switch with the money you've sold That's the true. Uh, Vive for. That is a good shout. That is a good shout. The moment it goes like a week or two without you touching the Vive. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, th- th- there's always like a, a good experience every month or so to, to try out. But Hold on, hold on. You've made a point. I've agreed with you, and then you disagreed with me agreeing <laughs> with you. No, no. I, I said when you're truly bored, you're like it's just sitting there doing nothing for ages. Like what? But I'm not saying like you got two weeks of years in the bin. Yeah, get the Switch Two when it comes out. Sell your Vive and get the Switch Two, the Pro. Go on. Next question. Okay. Hi, chaps. Uh, when you win a chicken dinner on PUBG. Uh, what do you imagine in your head? A Sunday dinner with roast chicken as the meat, a Nando's, a chicken sandwich, chicken nuggets. There are so many chicken-related dinners to choose from. I don't play PUBG, but when I see people sharing their moments of getting chicken dinners in the game on Twitter, I always imagine them receiving a roast chicken Sunday dinner. That's from right. Kurt Lewin. For starters, I mean, who uh, roast chicken is a waste of a roast. If you're having a roast dinner, mate, you're not having chicken. <laughs> I'm telling you that. It's beef, pork... Lamb, yeah. acceptable. If I go to my mum's and she goes, oh, I'm doing a roast. Oh, brilliant. Oh, I love my mum's roast. It's the best. Yeah, it's roast chicken. Fuck off, mum. What's wrong with roast go chicken? Go and get some beef. <laughs> it's fine. I'll piss I've off. I've got it's no problems rubbish. with it, but I, I see where Dave's coming from. Yeah, I mean, obviously yeah, I mean, the other meats are better, but it's still not bad. Yeah. The other meats are much better. No, the right. At the moment, I've only played the Xbox One version, and... <laughs> It is a pretty grimy game. And even when you win, there's an element, there's quite a large element of luck to it. So I don't think it's prime chicken meal, right? (laughs) I picture it as like cottage chicken, you know, like the low grade KFC places. Yeah, yeah, where where it tastes good, but it's also grease all over your face. (laughs) And it's like, fuck, you've got around a couple of pints to appreciate but yeah proper dirty chicken shop chicken that's what i have in my head i definitely see it as a sunday dinner of chicken yeah, yeah, that's thought, yeah. no that's just disappointing though what was the phrase originally from it was from something wasn't it before it was well the first oh, time i heard it was um sheen charlie sheen oh right he said it during, you know, when he was having a breakdown and everyone was like, this is funny, isn't it? And then it got a bit serious and we yeah. were like, oh, maybe he's actually genuinely really ill. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he he went on some interview and he, he said, we're going to win a chicken dinner quite a few times. Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Where, where have you heard it before? I don't know. I'm, try- I'm sure it was like an advert or something. 
But I can't think. That was it's chicken tonight. Is that all? It's it's chicken tonight. I want chicken tonight. That's the one you're thinking of. Okay. It doesn't say winner winner chicken dinner. I just had a look on Cora, and apparently it goes back to Las Vegas, uh, like a while, quite a long time ago. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. Let's get all the discussion a, with the fans. It is a Vegas on, thing, man. you're right. <laughs> Stato, right. Stato. Go on. What, do you want more on that, or do you want the next email? Let's just, oh, do, let's just hell, do the mate. next email. <laughs> let's yeah, move we on. Have to move, we have to move this along. Hey, gents, James, after on. listening... Do you want more on how it was going back to Vegas? <laughs> no, you're right, James. After <laughs> listening to James's intense VR Resident Evil 7 experience, I thought I'd email in to tell you about my trip to the Void at the Westfield Centre a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but it's a Star Wars VR walkthrough experience called Secrets of the Empire, and it is one of the coolest, most immersive experiences I've ever had. I went with my coolest. best... Coolest? That's what it says here. I went, with, okay. I went with my best mate and we were walking through a space station picking up guns in-game that were actually there in real life and shooting stormtroopers, ducking for cover to reload, popping out to crack off some headshots and then getting shot myself, thanks to a haptic chest plate. It was just incredible and evoked exactly the same emotions in me as James was, described, was describing with Resi. Without spoiling too much for anyone that wants to have a go, we jumped onto ships, stepped out into a lava planet and felt the scorching heat the moment we did so, operated in in-game elevators and completed puzzles to open doors while fighting off waves of enemies. We heroically stormed onwards one minute and genuinely uh, cowered, fearing for our lives the next, all while being able to see each other in-game, suited up in Stormtrooper gear. The story is centred around you going undercover and communicating through mics. It was fantastic and when it finished I took off my headset and ignored the advice of the worker to not look behind us. We'd literally been living out this amazing adventure in a very small, nearly empty rooms apart from seating and random bits of cover. While we felt like we travelled across entire worlds, we had really just stepped into these different rooms and it's this that made me realise the potential for big budget public VR experiences. I wonder if any of you have heard about, about it and what your thoughts about this kind of thing are. But just mainly wants to chat about my experience of VR. Love the podcast and thanks for reading. That's from Jake Barlow. I haven't I heard of that specific that one. I had. Sounds I'm, wicked. Yeah. I'm really excited with what they're doing with that. Because mm. the, there was also, there's the Alton Towers Ghost Train is all VR, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and there are rumours that the Mario Kart uh, ride in the new Nintendo World in Tokyo, yeah. that's going to be VR experience as well. Okay. Um, although there's also rumours that it's going to be AR so um, I'm really interested to see where they go with that. But yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I did, like we, I said from the start, didn't I? I see it more as a theme park thing rather than a mm. uh, having in your front room. And um, I, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit surprised by how quickly it's being adapted and uh, adopted by these places. Um, but it's exciting, isn't it? I mean, I, I love that stuff. I, that, that sounds fantastic, even as someone that has never seen Star Wars. Because I'm a cool dude. Uh, never, yeah, have never, you, never seen you any Star any... Wars. So I know we've definitely had this conversation before, haven't we? Yeah, he's not seen it. It's. Uh, Fuck I yeah. want. I want to. I genuinely want to. I'm not being a dickhead. No. I want to, but it's been one of those really intimidating things. It's like I haven't had the balls to just actually sit down and watch. I'd love it. to. Like one uh, at some point, we just book a a weekend away, <laughs> and we just do a one off yeah, podcast totally. series. Watch every film. Talk about it. Watch another one. Talk about that it. We've spoken about that, haven't we, James? Yeah, we did. We talked about doing it, it into podcast. Mate, um, if you'll have me, I'm in. <laughs> The, the only problem, Sean, is is the order as well. Like, what what would we do with that? I know. I mean, well, no, you've got to go through the order got, they were released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's probably what we go. That's with. that's what I would. Yeah. Do you, want to, you, know. you can't start me on episode one. <laughs> <apparently> <laughs> that's <laughs> that's bad, I'll really. be over before it started if we do. 
for me. Yeah. <laughs> Research at Joe Peaks. Um, <laughs> Not as bad as I've heard about two. these sorts of things, and, and this does sound amazing. Uh, but I haven't had a go. But I would love to. I mean, obviously, I just love PSVR, which is barely VR. And then, uh, but I'd love to love to give this sort of stuff a go. So this is in Westfield in London. Mm. Tempting. <laughs> Cool. Okay, um, as part of a larger set of New Year's resolutions, I decided to give up playing video games for January. I'm looking... F- That's mental. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit, isn't it? I'm looking forward to the 1st of February, but there were some big positives to not playing, which I'm hoping to try and keep up throughout the year. My question is, in an alternative universe, where none of you got into video games when you were kids, what do you think would be your main hobby or passion instead? That's from SMW. Uh, the interesting thing is that he doesn't list any of those positives, so... Yeah. I don't know if you know it lies. There are no positives to not playing games every day. Uh, uh, I don't know, football, I guess. I was going to say, I, I, I to a lot played of a lot of basketball until we got our first PC, and then it was fucking... Oh, Beeble. Yeah. But does... Shoot can I still have tech? Like, just tech in general? Because I probably would still be interested in that, even if there wasn't any video games. Yeah. Or football. Did oh, you definitely. used to play um, basketball at school? No, it was the... Uh, uh, it was this guy who was like he was a Canadian basketball coach and then his wife had to move to the UK for work and then he was just like I'm just going to rent a hall and just see if anyone wants to come and play basketball and then we ended up yeah we had like a team and everything there was like a weird junior league going on and stuff and there like a couple of guys that were up to no good didn't start just turning up and playing against you know no didn't it's start just Cheshire making mate. troubles that's in your neighbourhood sort of thing not no no they do <laughs> too obvious <laughs> go on it killed it the moment he said no I didn't play it at school go on what was that <laughs> you still carried on with it <laughs> yeah I was just really through. through go on Matt um, yeah I, I mean tech definitely but I mean tech yeah it's not, it's, it, is that a hobby it'd be tech really. yeah, I, I'm, still, I'm still a massive nerd mm. tech <laughs> what are you into tech <laughs> what, what, does that, what does that actually mean <laughs> you know consumer technology yeah Tech, <laughs> you know, consumer technology. <laughs> Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> if if we didn't have gaming, we wouldn't be friends. <laughs> That's <laughs> not true. <laughs> what are you into? Well, I'm into football. I'm going to such and such a way next week. What are you into? Tech. What do you mean tech? Consumer technology. You know, consumer technology. <laughs> and and consumer technology. <laughs> would would interface have like released an episode in the past year? Do you think? <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> What's happened there? Did you have a row or something? Uh, next question. Yeah. <laughs> James? Uh, tweets. Do you want to do tweets now? What, no, what would your thing be? I said already. It'd be like football. Yeah, technology. It'd be football or technology still. It's, um, you know. Football or technology. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Consumer technology. Oh my God, Jesus, we've got tweets. Go on. One more. What you want to do one oh, one tweet? Is that what is that? No, go on, on, just read them out. Shut up. Well, we're going to do tweets, but um, obviously in the last couple of weeks we've asked people to like, send in like um, John saying it's tweets time, and Andrew Jack and Matt King both sent us um, audio of of it's tweets time. So hopefully you'll hear one of them in a minute when Dave edits. Brilliant. This Matt just now make it giving me more work. I, what I was going to do was... Don't do it. name check him. They've sent this work. Don't do it this week because I'm doing it anyway. Should I not do it? No, don't do it this week because I'm doing it. 
It's, it's not John, is it? So just don't do it. Yeah, well, that's it. I was going to wait until John was yeah, back next that. week before we did that stuff, but that's yeah, fine. You want to give yourself more work. Week. It's ridiculous. Anyway, thank you, Andrew Jackson. Thank you, Matt King. That's got that. worse as well, Sean. Yeah. Like, recently, Matt thinks he's the producer of the show now, and he thinks he could dictate <laughs> how we do things. It's true. Do you know what things. he does also? He keeps, yeah. sometimes, he shoves extra news stories in. Like, you know, like, <laughs> oh, oh, God, last week. Yeah, they, Sean, they're get rubbish this, as well. on, on Polygon.com. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> James never heard of him. <laughs> Good. Okay, first tweet is from Athene. Uh, this is to Sean. He says, uh, "What's yeah. worse, podcasting with these pricks or dealing with a baby?" Um, I mean, y- you can more or less eventually reason with these guys, um, whereas the baby just fu- F- James Farley, j- <laughs> baby just fucking screams at you. So, yeah, better yeah, baby's I mean, worse. You could have gone for the. F- There's two answers there: yeah. funny answer and the true answer, yeah. <laughs> the real answer. <laughs> Uh, funny answer. Oh yeah, these are worse than the baby. True answer. Babies are f- f- fucking insane. <laughs> God, don't go get. This is also for Sean. What's your favourite type of baby poo? Do you know we've not we've not seen that. So the 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 first one that was in Myconium, the black stuff. That's f- we never had yeah, that. That's fucking Myconium. that's fucking bad. Um, yeah. And then when we were sort of so initially we breastfed, then we moved to bottles. So all we've really seen is it's basically the same stuff. When you breast yellow stuff, yeah, but when you breastfeed, there's like these little like almost like little seeds in it. Yeah, <laughs> no, the, the Harry had that, and he never breastfed. He oh, had really? little seeds in his as I well. Thought, yeah, oh, we were really told weird. that was a breastfeeding thing. Nah, and the, the the really weird thing, and this is this is weird. I missed the smell of it when I went back to work. I'll say because it doesn't smell that. It's just really sweet, isn't it? Yeah, so. initially, yeah. But you've not started on solid yet. No, no. That's yet. where things get. Yeah. Oh my Next word. Level. That gets bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I told you. It no, just it's level. It's Rachel like, did it, that. <laughs> dealing with it's not too bad. Like the smell and everything. It's just like sometimes it's like goes up his fucking back, and like yeah. it's all over his dick and stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, that is. I, I said that, that. That's what I said to that, like. Um, I said to my close mates. Uh, like they'd ask about like what's the worst thing and I said I never thought I'd have to lift up a ball bag to scoop <laughs> out the excess shit oh god like, yeah. that is I mean, bad. because you sort yeah, of in the moment you just you're a grown up about it aren't you and you just you just get it done because you're like you know it's fucking it's baby he needs cleaning like stop being a knob but then afterwards you're like I can never tell him that I had to do that to him <laughs> <laughs> I can in a PowerPoint presentation on his 18th birthday. So, um, also, right, this is just recently, literally about three or four months ago, Harry did a shit bigger than any of mine. Like, it was, it was like a fucking log. And it, it's not like he was struggling, it's not like he was ill. It was just normal shit. And he got up, and I looked down in the toilet, and I just went, I'd be proud of that. <laughs> like, and I called Joe in and just went, look at the size of that. It was like a Coke can. <laughs> it was nuts. He registered no, like, you know, he wasn't like, oh, dad, no, that was, that was awful. Day. Yeah, he just cracked on, yeah. Right. Yeah, he just cracked on. It was like, Amazing. oh, I did a shit, did you? No, no, you didn't. <laughs> that is not just doing a shit. <laughs> that was uh, epic. <laughs> Next question. Enough enough baby shit chat, probably, yeah. yeah. Pytrick says, I don't care about Monster Hunter, so what does James like most about Steins Gate? <laughs> I'm still playing that, actually, and I'm yeah. still enjoying it. I'm liking the, the slow burn, obviously. I mean, I've watched the anime before, so I kind of know what's going to happen, but 
I'm enjoying you know the exploration of the many worlds theory, and uh, yeah, it's it's good. It's it's still a good game. Cool. Okay. Uh, Rich Warner says, uh, "What were your honourable mentions of 2017 that never made the list?" This is to you, Sean. Uh, oh, is it specific? okay. Um, so uh, you you might remember I was debating over putting Million Nonny No Telling or uh, Torment Tides of Numenera. Um, yeah, Torment is fucking amazing. Like it, it is just a sort of Baldur's Gate style top-down RPG with a lot of reading, but it's just some of the most consistently interesting and weird and fascinating writing I've seen in a game in a long time. Um, so that was definitely one of them. Um, I think beyond that, like we got pretty much everything else in. Uh, Steam World Dig Two was amazing. Gravity Rush Two, been playing a bit more of that since I've been off. Um, that's a fucking cool game. Uh, like I barely made any progress through it, but just the movement in it is just absolutely amazing. It's just so much fun just flying around the city. Um, and then yeah, uh, Splatoon Two. Obviously, that never got. Like didn't get in the list. Yeah, I kind of regret not putting that in. Yeah. I've been playing that quite a bit recently, yeah. and it's still really, really good fun. Yeah. And they're still drip feeding new stuff in it, and yeah, yeah, I think that's about it. Okay, uh, next one, Tom Doughty. Uh, he says, uh, Doctor Canterbury, which were your favourite and least favourite places to visit in China, and why? Um, I enjoyed Harbin. Was a nice city, um, although it's better in the in the winter. I thought uh, Nanjing is good. Uh, place... right, okay, why? Why? <laughs> Go into it. Okay, well, Nanjing is good because they've got like the old residents of Zhangjiashu, uh, and it was interesting to see that. They've mm. also got the like the museum for like the Nanjing Massacre as well. So it's it's quite it's a very historic city because it used to be the capital for for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, places I don't like, I didn't, I don't like Suzhou very much, which is like really it's like a sort of a satellite sort of city to like Shanghai. Although if you say that, they get really angry. And I don't like What's it. A, what do you mean, satellite? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a really great reception. It's a city that's like you know just like outside <laughs> outside of Shanghai, but it's everyone goes there all the time, and they've they've always got this thing about how Hangzhou and Sun, and, and Suzhou are like these sort of like heavenly places, and they're not they're not that great. I mean, Hangzhou's <laughs> all right, but Suzhou's just uh, it's just it's all like wood. It's all um like rock gardens, and it's just I didn't find it very interesting, and the people were a bit rude. But um, yeah, there you go. There we go. Let's never talk about that again. Heilongjiang is good. I've been to lots of places there, but okay, yeah, we're fun. talking about it again. I've just said <laughs> this to it. Okay, Heilongjiang's good though, Dave. Oodles. <laughs> oh, okay, Oodles says, uh, "Has Matt fallen off his skateboard yet? Has it come yet, Matt? Have you got it?" Yeah, it arrived. It arrived today. I had one. I had a uh, like fifteen minute go early uh, tonight. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> I didn't fall off though. Uh, it's got three speeds so I didn't have quite enough balls to go to the top speed because uh, it was like 22 mile an hour oh, uh, but I got I got onto the middle one and uh, it was yeah really exhilarating Matt next, <laughs> next time you're on that and you're going at like top speed imagine someone's chasing you and they're just you know <laughs> uh, they, they won't be catching me mate <laughs> they'd be too busy laughing yeah. <laughs> on a thick board I love that of Matt's phobia was so specific that it's like yeah afraid of being chased Unless on skateboard, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless on twenty-two mile an hour electric skateboard. Yeah, it's, uh, it's brilliant. I don't get you, Matt. I do not understand it, you. I will you, never you have understand. a go, and you, you, it's just so fun. No, never I won't. <laughs> no, I won't. I'm too far cool too old. Are you? No, too old. I'm too <laughs> far too old for that sort of nonsense. For kids, go on. Okay, last one. Uh, Jacob Kluge, he says, any chance of seeing uh, David Turner's play the Souls remake? I heard he's got unfinished business with Unseen and Smoke. 
Uh, I do, but no. <laughs> is the answer to that. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, no. Is the answer to that. <laughs> thanks for thanks for emailing. Did you do it a third time? Or? No, no, twice is enough. Um, Matt, do you want to tell people what I'm doing that? Yeah, I mean, obviously we're on Twitter at Computer Game Pods. Uh, half the show is on Twitter, so make sure you go over and follow us over there. Uh, the sh- I, I stream at Dark Souls every Sunday night at nine over on Twitch. Just search for the Computer Game Show over on Twitch, uh, and we'd love your Apple Podcast reviews. Uh, so please do that. It, it gets up charts. More people can hear, hear the show. Yada yada yada. So yeah, drop us a five star review up on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. We're oh, no, now- actually, one thing I always forget every week is we've got Discord. We've got loads of people chatting every, all day, every day. Go to our Twitter account uh, and look at the pinned tweet, and there's a link to our Discord, and uh, get over there. There's loads of people, um, you know, talking all day, every day. We're now at that point in time where I should remind you of our uh, tip jar that we've got. Where, where is it? What's the, the link, Matt? It's, um, it's paypal.me slash thecomputergameshow. So the idea is is that you don't have to um, part with your cash to listen to our show, uh, but if you like to, then um, then you can uh, tip us there. But I'm not going to remind you of that tip jar because that that's uh, I've got something else to ask you to do this week this time <laughs> round. Um, I mean, you know, if you want to part with some cash, you can. But um, what I want you to do is just try and get someone else into the show. Try and get a mate or something into the show and let us know who you've forced to listen to the show um and you know send their names to us and we might give them a shout out next week just try and get a friend to download and listen to the show we need listeners it's getting we're getting desperate now we Please, need more listeners seriously as this show's gig off the air <laughs> it's getting it's getting cancelled uh yeah all i'm saying is tell a mate because we need listeners <laughs> or an enemy or an enemy yeah tell an enemy Email Kane and Rinse. Just bombard. Next time they're after free word reviews, just <laughs> send them tweets and compute game show. <laughs> <laughs> and see how many of them they have to read out in their fucking next podcast. Uh, when do you want that show next, Dave? Sorry? When do you want that show next? I don't know. I'll, I think it's this week, you know. I think I'm recording this week. Check your calendar. Yeah. I don't know. Ch- it is right written now. down. I'm doing it, but I can't remember when. Um, Sean, thanks so much for coming on the show. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, no, I, I I don't exist anymore outside of this. This is it. <laughs> if only that was. Have the you, case. Sure, I've got a question. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you think your Twitter experience has improved since locking your account? Oh now? yeah, yeah, it's been wicked. It? Okay. I don't know. I mean, I've had people having a go at me about not being able to retweet me, which I suppose is quite nice of them in a roundabout way. Um, not being able to sorry, retweet, retweet me, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I have that problem, um, but yeah, but it's just like no, nah, it's just quiet, and I can say what I want. And basically, it all came about because I did that Zelda video, which was literally seen by one point seven million people, and I got six followers out of it. And I was like, do you know what? Maybe this is it. Maybe that's it now. I don't <laughs> like. I don't need to be like. Your oh yeah, but maybe I'll like meet new people and I'll get more followers. And yeah. so, no, that's it. I'm done. Two two thousand four hundred followers. <laughs> that's me. Lock, lock, lock the doors. Yeah, that's fuck it. Now. it. Um, we've all we've we've all changed our Twitter habits recently, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, <laughs> it's been a bit of a turning point in the last sort of six months or so. Maybe no, maybe more like, yeah. less than that. More recent than that. Um, I yeah, because I I unfollowed a fuck ton of people on Twitter, yeah. and it wasn't out of anger or spite. It was for my own mental health. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting to the point where I, you know, I was very 
in it. I was in a weird place at the end of last year mm. and waking up and reading Twitter. And it's people just like saying stuff that's totally fine to say. It's not like I wouldn't say you shouldn't be acting like that on Twitter or anything. But for some reason, I was getting angry and it was just increasing whatever levels of stress I had in the morning. Yeah, for me, it's so just been like, please don't take do I really need to see five people quote tweeting the same stupid thing that Donald Trump did this morning? And I'm just like, I, I, I don't, I know he's a dick. I don't need... <laughs> Well, yeah, and then I mean, as I said, like if that's what you want to do on Twitter, then uh, that's cool. I I just yeah, no, don't no, want to get yeah, angry. It's not I don't want fault. to get angry with people about Twitter. Yeah, like I don't want to do it. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. Um, and so I thought it was best to just follow like Millwall players. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, they, they, I mean, they're crap on Twitter, but at least it just gets like it's like, oh yeah, that there's a Millwall player there. That's good. Yeah, it's weird. Like, um, so recently. Chris. Span has deleted his account completely, or deactivated it at least. Um, yeah. And I was like, I, I wouldn't want to do that because I've got people on there that I, you know, I would miss otherwise. And he's like, well, if you're not going to bother to speak to them outside of Twitter, are they really mates? I was like, well, maybe not. But that, that's not why Twitter's good is that it does allow you to have these people in your life who aren't necessarily close friends, but it's just nice to hear what they're up to and occasionally chat to them. Um, and yeah, and I've, I've strange. Yeah, it? and I feel like just locking my account down has been quite nice because I means I'm curating who can even see my stuff in the first place. I can slag off, you know, I can have a, I can have a rant about like companies who fuck me about and not worry about them then finding the tweet and being like, oh, sorry, that happened to you. Can we help? No, you can't. Just fuck off. And, it's, and again, <laughs> it's not their fault. It's no one's fault. It's just <laughs> annoying. Yeah. Um- so, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm the same. I feel the same. I'm definitely not having a pop at anyone on Twitter, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, at all. I mean, it's just I needed to step away. Otherwise, I was going to have a full-on breakdown. <laughs> I was going to have a full-on breakdown, and it wouldn't have ended well. I would have upset a lot of people. Um, goodbye. Night. <laughs> yeah, are we done now, yeah? Yeah, we're done. <laughs> You're all right. Yeah.